Welcome, everyone. Welcome, Ludens, to episode six of the Ludens Query Podcast. We are back with the usual guys, Mojo Critical, a.k.a. Moses. We got the, the Hybrid Geek, a.k.a. AKA Timo, and Bacon Beer Can, a.k.a. Ricky. How you guys doing? Uh, this is a podcast. Well, we got to put been some audio week. into it. <laughs> It's been, his wave. it's been a long week. It, it, it's been a long, disappointing week. You can't blame me for being a little low energy. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. I feel I, I, I share the same sentiment. Um, we are talking about E3. E3, E3. It's okay. We well, once we get into E3 it. Yesterday. Then I'll get into it. It is now uh jan no june i was about to say january june 16th and it ended it's like january on, on yesterday tuesday and man overall to me it was uh, what mediocre think? mediocre to put it e3. put it gently felt like it never happened no. what e3 <laughs> pretty disappointing overall i'd say a lot of Really low points, barely any high points to it, and just for me personally, it was disappointing. I don't know what you know. I kind of went in yeah. with low expectations, and I I ended up still disappointed. Wow, you know, <laughs> I had um, no expectations going in. Besides, like I knew, like in the last few years, E three has been trash, right? Ever since Sony left, Nintendo left, like what did they have left? They have Xbox, Bethesda, <sighs> Ubisoft, EA, and just just bunch I mean, of Nintendo- trash left there, right? Nintendo was still there, but Nintendo was kind of there, but like you know, like Nintendo is not really committed to it. Like they, they know they have their own mm-hmm. event, so they they're gonna yeah. save all their megatons for their own event. Yeah. So I know Inter- going in. Interestingly, Nintendo had one of the better the showcases. <laughs> yeah, I would say they. Yeah, they have one of the better ones. So should we kind of quickly recap like what happened? <clears throat> Just so we can yeah. get into the groove of things, starting with uh, last sure. Friday, I believe, or first sure. day. We'll start with uh, everything that happened uh, daily. Um, actually, let's start with something that didn't even happen on E3 because mm-hmm. this is we're going in, you know, this in this order whole last week, right? That, yeah, that that occurred during the announcements, these big announcements. The best thing about E3 was something that happened not at Outs- E3, outside of E3. <laughs> The Summer Game Fest, hosted by Jeff Keighley himself. Thank you, Jeff Keighley. Thank you. Oh my God. Oh, just even then, one... outside of those two announcements, that whole event was what's well, quite a snore fest too, man. Like I was watching uh, most yeah. of it. Honestly, like, I, I, don't, I, was I about... don't even remember what the other games were. I just remember two games out of that whole announcement. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was like dozing off towards the end. I was about to fall asleep, and then I heard them say uh, something like, "Yeah, we have like something everyone is looking forward to." Then I yeah. just kind of like, oh, "All right, let me go and check Jeff it out." Jeff Keighley was getting a little bit high. He was like, "It's finally happening! Here yeah. it is." <laughs> That's kind of what woke me up because I don't. I I was legit falling asleep. I was about mm. to just like doze off. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. enough of this. I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah. Well, on. Uh... Thursday, June tenth, twenty twenty one, we had the summer game kickoff, summer game fest kickoff with Jeff Keeley, mm-hmm. and yeah, what did we see there? Yeah. What did we see there? Within I, within I don't the remember. first couple of games, he he introduced a creator 
that he's close friends with, I know. And he introduced him and immediately he he was like hyping it up. Um, and then I was like, Who's this who's this person? And he was saying things like, Oh, and it's like three AM over there when over here it was like uh, when did it happen? Like one PM, twelve PM or something like that. Is it or is uh, it in the afternoon? I forgot. I forgot. Sometime in the afternoon, but I was like, Japan. Who's he talking about? And then I saw the glorious man's face himself. Kojima. The man, the man himself. <laughs> the man himself. The the legendary Hideo Kojima. And I'm like, oh my God. I was so hyped. I was I have, excited. I have, a rea- I have a reaction video to it. And like, I almost blew out my microphone <laughs> because of uh, the level of hype that I had when I when I saw Kojima. And I, I was just, things were going through my head. I did not know what he was going to announce. You you were ready to get on your knees, eh? <laughs> when you see him, my mom was blown. I did not expect such heavy, like big impact news so soon in in uh, summer well, games. It's, it's Jeff Gill, so he he has to invite Kojima, like you know, onto the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless of whether he has so he has something to announce or not, they, he has to get him on there. Yeah, and then you know, they had a short interview, and then leading into a teaser trailer. And what did we see? We saw some nonsense. <laughs> we saw some Kojima nonsense. It was and not, it was yeah. amazing. <laughs> the only person like, in a, in a whole gaming industry who can get away with this like this nonsense, this bullshit, basically. Yeah. Anyone else put this shit like they they would have gotten like mad, mad like flack for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I can imagine Twitter would Twitter would have like blew him up. They would have got like what is this guy doing? I see out of your mind into oblivion yeah it would get canceled but yeah, no not kojima. The, the trailer was just a whole bunch of you know fan service to kojima fans uh with the box and the air duct and a lot of subtle things in the in the in the trailer with the music cues it was classic metal gear solid sneaking around espionage background music and then it would get led into when it was going to the title screen you know classic death stranding vibes it was awesome and then snort snooze fest until the end of <laughs> summer game fest there was probably a bunch of games that were interesting but honestly the two you know two high impact things that happened were death stranding director's cut and of course it finally happened elden ring, elden ring, elden ring and uh, a release date and really ah yeah that's that's very important too a release date we have a release date although i'm not counting on it i'm not counting on it because with the whole mm-hmm. COVID, you know the whole COVID thing and then considering especially when i Japan, don't know i don't, I put i put my money on it releasing on time i'm gonna put well, the my, thing my is, money on that for us and we're in canada so for north america we are in de- decent shape right people are getting their you know vaccine and stuff but japan funny enough they are falling behind in, uh when it comes to that oh really they are falling behind. They are really falling behind. So they're like a few months behind us. So that's mm. why, like you know, um, they we when we are when we got hit hard, they were okay. But now that we're starting to, to recover, now they're getting hit hard. And because they wow. they that the, their government hasn't really put much plan into getting vaccines and stuff, so they're falling yeah, pretty yeah, far yeah. behind. I see. So I that's see. why I wouldn't count on a Japanese game being released on time. Mm. I don't know. I think because it was 
the given a, a release date so soon from its announcement, I don't, if I feel like they would have planned for it to be ready within a couple months after the the announcement for it to be shipped on the release date that they announced. So I think, yeah, like, I, I think want they, to be wrong. They're, they're smart enough to plan something like that. Has there ever been a, a delayed from software game? I don't think so. At least I don't know. Uh I can't remember. The Bloodborne I have the feeling Bloodborne got delayed. Yeah, I don't, I don't think remember. I don't think any of the From Software games got delayed, so I, I have I have my my money on it releasing on time. But but going back to Death Stranding, the the best thing out of that was the fact that it was captured or rendered on the PS5. So it's definitely going to be a PS5 release. Mm-hmm. And the, the most hype thing about that is that we're getting Death Stranding experienced on the dual sense. And that is like the most amazing yeah. thing. Haptic feedback. That... I Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Well, I'm sure Kojima will deliver and give us a good, really good haptic feedback experience. Um, yeah. Because... Uh, it's, it's a bit of a tangent. Like I, we're both playing um, Ratchet and Clank right now, uh-huh. and I was actually expecting a bit more from the haptic feedback. It's good. It's still good, mm. but I was expecting more. Like at least on a similar level as uh, Astro Playroom, but it's uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would yeah. say it's nowhere Astro's, near that level. Astro Astro's Playroom has definitely spoiled me in terms of what yeah. the Dual Sense can do, and then every game yeah. afterwards is basically being compared to that experience right mm-hmm. and yeah so it just feels in, like in it's terms a of that like motion clang it's more of a dull uh sensation compared to what yeah Astro's it's not as yeah provides. like it's not to its full potential especially you know considering it's a ps5 exclusive and i believe the same mm-hmm. death date they're the ones who kind of designed the haptic feedback or something like that i forgot <laughs> Oh, hmm. at least they're heavily involved in that. Well, right? my thought so on I... it is that, yeah, my thought on it is that uh, I think putting in haptic feedback it might be more work than we think it is because you have to find out the different terrains of of the the, the level and you know set terrain to feel different sensations on the haptic feedback and do different coding on the. Dual sense itself, so it might be a lot more work than we think it is, especially for well a, I, a long, long game like like Ratchet and Clank or you know any any PlayStation Five exclusive. Well, at least because... they can add a few more, right? Like at the very least, at the very least, there's a few areas where it was raining, so yeah. that was when I first noticed. I was like, "There's no haptic feedback for raining." Uh, that that was present in Astro. Okay, okay, so there's a few things they could have added a few mm. more things, and it will. Have Gave us a much more immersive experience. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not asking for like a complete, like at a, at exactly same level as Astro Playroom. Yeah. But at least like I, I was expecting 80 percent of that effort. Right. Mm-hmm. So well, anyway, this, this is, is a, this is not a dual sense uh, episode. <laughs> this is an E3 episode. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> damn it! We'll damn it! Damn you. Okay. All right. Well, this is. We'll we'll talk about that another time. That's a that's a topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> But I just wanted to bring up that that stranding with uh, dual sense is going to be amazing. That's it. Well, potentially, potentially. I well, just with I've the adaptive seen... triggers. Okay, we're not talking about it anymore. All right. <laughs> okay. 
we're gonna move on to the the next uh thing that was actually happening at e3 so that was a summer game fest two uh heavy hitting announcements death stranding elden ring and then we come to i think it started on saturday yeah june 12th and we oh, had the, the ubisoft date. conference <laughs> and the square enix conference i think it was uh, on that no day. No, it was the Gearbox. Uh, it was Devolver and Gearbox, I, I believe, on Saturday. Hold on, hold on. I think I am definitely pretty sure Ubisoft. at least. Ubisoft, okay, yeah, yeah, Ubisoft right. was on it was Saturday. Ubisoft yeah. and Gearbox, yeah. Gearbox and was and um, Devolver <laughs> was in between, right? Or, or, or was was Devolver? Was Devolver. Um, I, th- I think Devolver was in between. Yeah. Okay. Because so I know a lot Ubisoft, happened on the first day. Gearbox and Ubisoft, maybe? Potentially? Okay. Anyway, uh, the Ubisoft. Actually, no, b- before Ubisoft. Before Ubisoft. I, before that, there was the Wholesome Games, too, which I, I don't think you guys really care. Oh, uh, Wholesome I, Games. I, I care. Wholesome Games. Okay, I, so I care what are your thoughts on the Wholesome Games quite a bit. <laughs> I didn't really pay attention. I didn't really, yeah. Uh, they have quite a few looking forward to the ubisoft ah like for me i kind of like my weird more niche type of um indie games so they showcase a few that are pretty interesting they showed a lot they showed a lot and i think you mentioned there's for every 10 there's only one that caught your eyes like which i kind of agree there's a lot of uh little fillers which is fine right uh fill um not filler (laughs) games indie games it's kind of hit and yeah, miss, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of a little harder to find your audience. But there are a few games that really stood out to me. Uh, especially there have been quite a few that's kind of similar to like Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, that type mm-hmm. of farming, chill, um, really relaxing yeah. type of games. So I feel like that's kind of becoming a bit of a trend. that stood out to you? Um, personally, there is a game called, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Rico, Rico Lit. So it's like a 2D platforming game. You have to follow like the light source. So it's kind of like a really pixely, uh, pixelated game. So the, the plot and the gaming uh, mechanics seems kind of interesting. So I'm, I'm interested uh-huh. in that. Um, there is a game called Lake. So that I can tell it's heavily influenced by Death Stranding. Because all you do Lake? is deliver Lake. It's called Lake. So you're, okay. you're a... Delivery man, or, or you deliver mails yeah. to different people in a town by the lakeside uh-huh. town, and then you kind of form relationship with them and stuff, and that's all you do. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Okay, this is definitely <laughs> inspired by uh, Death Stranding." Strand Although type. in this case, it's it's yeah, it's a strand type game, and the mood and atmosphere seems much more relaxing and chill. So that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. So same type of gaming mechanic, but uh, atmosphere is different. So I'm okay. gonna keep an eye on that. I believe um, you can get a demo for that at the next fest on Steam. I, uh, I think I saw. It. We'll talk about the next uh, fest. I, I think I saw that. And then um, there's a game called Yokai In. So that's the type, the Stardew or Animal Crossing type of game where you right. kind of run an in. There's a bunch of like monsters, kind of like um, Spirited Away type of atmosphere, uh, where you where you run an in. So that game looks kind of cool. Uh, I'm gonna. Check that out. Um, and then there's a few other ones that's kind of for, more for memes. There's a game called Hot Pot for One. I, I'm kind of curious <laughs> to see. I saw <laughs> that. I was like, oh, Ricky's going to like this one. 
And then there's another <laughs> game called um, Power Wash. I think it's called Power Wash Simulator, where oh you, it's like God, a simulation no. game. All you do is just power washing power- cleaning face. Oh, oh no, man, when I saw that, awesome. I was like, ah, yes, <laughs> give it to me. Something about using a power wash so or a pressure washer. There's a whole subreddit things. called Power Wash Porn. It's so good. It's so satisfying. So I, I think I'm gonna get that game. <laughs> It's, so yeah, so wholesome games washer, have uh, yeah, yeah awesome. so wholesome wholesome game. That's very wholesome. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So they have some right. um, some gems over there. Yeah, I wasn't and really then, paying attention. I was getting ready for my stream for for the Ubisoft conference and uh, just yeah, getting into the group of things and seeing things here and there. I probably missed the one out of ten game that was that looked more interesting than the others, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> I'll take your word for it for for those wholesome games. Uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah, after that, of course we have the Ubisoft yeah. conference. Ubisoft, oh, and boy. honestly, oh boy, that was pretty, pretty doo doo overall. Very ready. What did they announce? I don't even remember. That that isn't that the, the... the point. <laughs> you don't even remember. I to me, I don't know. You guys always hate on Ubisoft, <laughs> but like I, I Ubisoft like, uh... is just super generic, non original, and you know. Just for the casuals. So we have a resident casual here, Timo. So I guess you have it's... something to say about Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear I, it. I think, I think Ubisoft has their strong franchises. So like they, they did some expansions for Rainbow Six. Uh, Avatar looks pretty good. Um, you know, it it's made on... Oh, it looks very right. similar to uh, like Divin- Division's uh, engine. So it looks like... From the trailer, it looks good. Uh, I, they haven't released any gameplay for it, but I think that would be kind of cool. Like I said, uh, one tidbit of information, like I was sharing with the guys earlier, is like I, I don't know. I didn't realize that Ubisoft worked on Disney World's uh, Avatar ride, and the trailer is actually pieces of that 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 ride. So I guess they've been working on this for a while. I had I went to the ride in 2018, so. It looks like that. So, I mean, that that was such a great experience at Disney World. I wish I could have done that right twice. So, if that was kind of part of the experience, then uh, the game might be might be something to, to play. That or the, the game will look nothing like it. And, you know, typical Ubisoft fashion, it'll be a letdown. <laughs> that it, uh, it's based off of the ride or it uses stuff in the ride like reuse assets on um, the game yeah I, that doesn't sound good to me that doesn't, so- that like doesn't that sound good to me sounds like they, they they are still very far behind in terms of um development it's gonna be know, it uh, the best it was the best 4d ride i've ever had so i don't know it was uh quite I, I never that, yeah, i never but that's a ride. experienced the ride so i guess i can't say anything so, no, but like what I'm saying is like the 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 way the 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 graphics look and the way the the artistry looked in the game, I think it 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 was amazing. So I mean, it is it is a movie based off a movie. So I mean, t- in typically movie video games don't really do well. So I don't know. We'll have to see. To be fair, it did look interesting to me. Yeah, it it, it caught my eye because I Avatar is one of my favorite movies of all time. And, you know, it definitely has the world built already to mm-hmm. be made into a, a, a decent game. So yeah. uh, Avatar, it's not bad. Oh. Not bad looking, I guess. But, uh, you know, I don't have high expectations for it. But, yeah, again, like like you guys saying, they didn't have no groundbreaking or new IPs other than that. So 
Um, that's kind of disappointing on that end, but Ubisoft is always working stuff, so we'll we'll see. So they what, announced... did you, what did you think about uh, that first game they showed? The Rainbow Six, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. Oh, the, the Rainbow Six Alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. You see um, anything of that, Timo? I didn't, actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, oh, come I on, man. That, that, of that all three enough. of us, that would be the most interesting thing. For, I, for I you. didn't watch it because I thought it was just an expansion. I didn't realize it was. See, I think I think that explains everything. The one person who will be interested <laughs> in it didn't care about it. What more do we have to say? Oh wow! It looked boring, honestly. It the enemy design looked pretty generic and an average. It and the uh, you know it's co-op and but honestly, like with the Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six name even just a tom clancy name usually they have you know more grounded grounded and rooted in reality type shooters and that's what they're known for like the futuristic sci-fi or uh, modern shooter and they have the advanced warfare and you know rainbow six uh what else division things like that and it's more rooted with military shooter and then we have extraction and it's just like what direction what are they I'm going saying. now? You know, no, but that's what I'm saying. I think it's just a, their version of like a zombie mode, like from Call of Duty. But I think it's just maybe that's maybe what it is. It's an expansion, right? It's not like a new game or anything. It's, no, it's a new it's, game, bro. What? It's a whole. Is it a new game? I swear, it's a whole ass game. Oh, because I, I thought that like the four man co op was just based off of like the rainbow, like the regular rainbow six. But I, so I thought it, sure it says whole, like rainbow six extraction. Game. So I, I oh. Oh, that, that yeah. goes to show how much we care about it. <laughs> um, I don't know. What's the highlight of Ubisoft? All right, next. What's next? Oh, uh, Rabbit Mario. Rabbits? That was probably yeah. That was the yeah the the highlight. Mario and Rabbit. That yeah, actually looked fun. Uh, the, be- so. the, the highlight of yeah well, yeah. The yeah, majority that, that of right. the games shown were were just updates on current games. Surprisingly, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla would. Go into its second year. That's how they announce it. Uh, for Valhalla's second year, we are adding DLC. Hmm. That's a, I found that interesting. <laughs> Usually they come out with a new Assassin's Creed every year or two years or whatever. Yeah, they, they try to milk it. Just yeah. release a DLC or re- just release the same game with a different skin on it and then charge full price for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ubisoft conference. <laughs> Meh. Uh, and then afterwards... <laughs> Uh, we had the oh before Gearbox. that they they did they did announce uh they did announce Far Cry Six I just remember oh yeah Far Cry Six that that didn't interest me that much I'm not much of a Far Cry fan I never yeah. played any of them so I never played it I can't so. say much about that so sorry about sorry those of you who are Far Cry fans we have not played oh Timo have you played any Far Cry no I don't know I've, I've always wanted to well that's reason. that there you go Far the Luden's query does, does not play Far Cry. <laughs> but i uh i read like a lot of people are hyped for it because you know like i feel like yeah far cry is one of those games yeah. that's like it looks yeah. interesting it's yeah. it looks like it's a decent experience but it always just falls under the radar it gets overshadowed by yeah. every other games it's just one yeah, of those yeah. titles yeah you have to be a fan of it for sure yeah. and and the actor giancarlo is like amazing actor so he's like yeah, john carl yeah yeah so uh, typecast as a villain yeah, he's he's always like the be- best actor. Like he's awesome, and he's always in every like type of like pop culture like thing. Like Star yeah, Wars yeah, yeah. is in. He's like a lot of other like 
uh, like uh, apocalypse type of movies and different things like that. So he's the way he carries himself. He is very eloquent in his in his speech. So if I were to play it, it's because of him. That's definitely why. why Oh, that's why he's in there. (laughs) (laughs) I am interested in Far Cry. I want to play Far Far Cry. Far Cry is like your your second child. Like you know you. It's not. It's not the firstborn. It's not your last one. It's like the the middle child who's just kind of forgotten, right? I feel like that's what Far Cry is. I I feel like I have to go and like just. But they have the most fun. Play all the reboots. Play all the reboots, right? Uh yeah. So Far Cry. Battle. Decent, I I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So next up, Gearbox. Oh man, we're not going to talk about Battlefield, bro. Battlefield was like before E three started. Battle that wasn't part of Ubisoft. That's not Ubisoft. No, no so yeah. Well, well, like I think it was. We'll get, it was, to, that. We'll get, we'll, to, we'll that. get to that. We'll get to that because the there is there, we'll it is part that. of the conference. Okay. It was part part of one of the conference. We'll get to it. Yeah. So Gearbox, so Gearbox, one of the most trash showcases. Um, it was a mess right hey. from the get go. Like, who are we seeing? I don't even remember his name. I think the director of one, the Borderlands games or whatever. And he's on the set of the Borderlands movie, just walking around, just messing around on set and, you know, trying to find someone to talk to. And it was like not really organized. Right. Mm. And, and I just didn't care. I didn't care about it, you know? And it was 15 minutes of that before we saw anything uh, game related. And then awesome. it, the thing that was game related that, that that they showed right after you know this guy messing around on set talking to these celebrities was Wonderlands, and we already saw the Wonderlands during trailer summer fest. during yeah the summer game fest. So was like, okay, this is old news. This is exact exact same trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then <clears throat> what else did they show? Uh, Godfall. I think that was like the only two things that they showed. I don't even uh... remember the other things. So what was the update with Godfall? Because I know you. It's a new DLC um, oh. coming out in like August, but like no one cares about Godfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like personally, I'm for Godfall. I wanted to succeed, mm-hmm. but they just had made so many terrible decisions with that game that I'm not even like surprised at their lack of interest for yeah. for in the gaming industry. Like hey, at least I'm not they finally have, I have um... no sympathy for them. Because all of their decisions, they put that that put them where they are. Yeah, they, at least and now they have uh, matchmaking. <laughs> oh, that see, that's just one of the decisions, you know. Why did you not have matchmaking from the get go? After almost a year, after almost a year, they finally have matchmaking. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? Online co-op right? game. Oh my god! Honestly, Godfall is worth a try if it's like. 40 bucks <laughs> it's definitely worth 40 dollars the gameplay is on point um that's about it the loot game mm-hmm. is interesting it's uh yeah it's worth a shot but that was the only thing that was really shown during gearbox it was gearbox, wonderlands yeah. and, and godfall and yeah i feel like they spent most of the time just talking about their movie their that movie, was it yeah yeah and, and no trash. one really cares yeah trash and they like try Gearbox. to they yeah they try to be funny and and like different, but it just came off as lame. Especially um, coming up coming they they yeah they came after Devolver. Because I think we talked about how lame that is compared to Devolver. 
No, I don't think they came think. after Devolver. No? No. When did I think Devolver, Devolver happened at... Or is it Devolver be, uh, happened before Devolver. PC? When did Devolver happen? Because I think... I don't know. I think the PC conference tried to di- try to do something cheesy as well. I don't remember. Let me get the date. Anyways, right anyways. Now. Well, Evolver yeah. Digital. When does that happen? So Gearbox, yeah, Gearbox is trash. Gearbox is trash overall. Are you, are you okay. Looking well, up the, I can't find it. The date. Okay. Well, we'll so, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. It's fine. We'll get to it. Uh, what did we have? Okay, so you, next? you take us to the next one. I'll try to find it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the next one. So it's the next day, and we started the day with the Xbox conference. Mm-hmm. So as I was preparing for this podcast and just reviewing everything that happened over E three, like before getting into this podcast i was like nintendo stole the show nintendo had the best showcase overall but looking back xbox i think xbox had the best one overall mm. they had a lot more games to show and it was the, the classic e3 experience right mm. um they did have some low points to it but of course they had some heavy hitting titles in there as well they started off their conference with starfield and i know that that's a hyped Bethesda game that has just been teased for for the longest time, um, and in the trailer it said twenty five years in the making. I'm like, no way that they've been working on this game for twenty five years. In the in the in the talk before the trailer, Todd Howard, that's is that his name, Todd Howard, the guy from Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was tell, telling the audience like, we finally have the hardware to. Yeah. put out the game that we've wanted this 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 top this whole time yeah. this 25 years so starfield they started off the conference with that and they gave us a release date which is was, was it this year no it's next it's next year oh, um, the release date yeah they yeah put, it's um, um november next november year. 11th no, november 2022. 11th 2022 and yeah there's just a teaser trailer for that but of course it's a teaser it's more than a year off and then the next thing after that was Stalker 2. And I, I actually thought that was a great looking game. And I never played the, actually played a little bit of the first Stalker, but Stalker 2, it looked real good. Mm-hmm. This, you know, po- post apocalyptic, uh, you're in Russia, Chernobyl type of thing. Um, the survival type of thriller game, first person shooter. It looked really good. The trailer looked really good for that. Stalker uh, 2. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. For me, I, I'm not big into that genre, so I kind of didn't yeah. really care about it. I don't know. For, for, well, the Xbox conference, you know, it's catering to the North they're, American they're, market, right? Yeah, yeah. And the North American market is about that action, adventure, first-person shooter, third-person well, shooter. They're, shooter they're, much genre, more about, they're much more about the dude bro shooter. So so that's, uh, that, you know, they're catering to their fan base, which is fine. Yeah. You know, I like shooting, so yeah. I enjoy yeah. good shooting games. So Stalker Two was definitely something that appealed to me. Yeah. Oh, I uh, just want to uh, confirm that um, Devolver was indeed on um, on Saturday before Gearbox. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was only 30 minutes long. It happened between Ubisoft okay. and Gearbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Uh, Timo, did you see anything from the Xbox conference? Uh, I was watching the one that I've, uh, and I know everybody kind of talks about this with Xbox, is X, uh, Halo Infinite. Um, I've watched a little piece of the gameplay trailer, uh, gameplay, like some of the gameplay and stuff. Um, I, I like one of the, the my first games back in like early 20s, uh, 2000s was like Halo, Halo. So I always have a soft spot for Halo despite not playing Xbox itself, but um you know and i played it on pc at the time so i i always look forward to seeing something from my, uh, halo so it looks good it's supposed to be free to play um and um so well, m- multiplayer you know, only multiplayer yeah. i think the campaign yeah, the, is though yeah, you, the campaign to get it. you gotta buy separately but yeah. at least multiple well it's gonna be on game pass so yeah so yeah i think um you know i think it's a good move for the multiplayer for for it to be free to play because uh halo's strong point has always been like the story is amazing but their loyal fan bases on the multiplayer side. It's a multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, to be fair, Halo Infinite going free to play for the multiplayer is a smart move. I have no idea how they're going to make money. Honestly. Like, they've delayed the game for a whole year. With the game looking like that, they have to make it free to play, man. (laughs) And then it being on Game Pass day one because it's a first-party studio, you know, Xbox exclusive. Yeah. And... I don't know how they're gonna make money. So they still have battle pass on it. It's still a battle pass through it, and um, apparently what they're saying that you can apparently pick the way you progress through it and things like that. So um, a lot of fans are, are happy about how how the battle pass is. I mean, they haven't showed what is going to be in the battle pass, so we'll have to see, um, you know, what what is involved in a battle pass and what what you get with it. So, mm-hmm. but they they seem like it uh, the their business model for the battle pass seems like play, gamers are are going to be happy with it. Microsoft they have a lot of money behind them that they don't they just throw money at stuff. So they don't need to make back that money right away for them to to put put you know for the game to be off the ground or whatever. Yeah. So they have the advantage as opposed to a lot of other developers because they can just they could just throw money, whether it's a sinking ship or not. They can they can throw money at it. So we'll see. Although there is, I, I did notice some cosmetics in Halo uh, for the multiplayer. Because oh, at yeah, one yeah. point, I noticed one of the one of the one of the Master Chief. I don't know what you call those guys. One of the Master Chiefs. He's wearing like a samurai <laughs> helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spartans, okay. Um. So so the, so I, but based on that, it feels like they're gonna have a lot more cosmetics. Like per, you know, DLCs, whatever you can you can purchase. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would assume that as actually like a, a probably a fan service callback thing to Halo Three Days because that helmet I believe was one of the most sought after cosmetics in Halo Three back before when you can just buy cosmetics and you actually had to do stuff in the game to unlock yeah, things to back in uh, ancient time when you unlock things through gameplay. Uh, when, yeah, when, when everything was, is actually I think it was called in the, the Hayabusa armor set or something, and mm. yeah, that uh, that samurai helmet you're talking about, that's like a Halo Three thing. Mm. So I, I'm pretty sure Halo fans would have been hyped to see that. Um, but yeah, it being free to play, it actually makes me wanna wanna try it because it's free to play, and it be I'm pretty sure it's gonna be on PC. So yeah, it's PC and Xbox. So. I will get to play it, and. Uh, 
Thank you, Microsoft, for being pro-consumer. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, anyway. All right, next, other things, next. other highlights from Xbox, for me personally, Back for Blood, the uh, mm-hmm. return of Left for Dead, the developers of Left for Dead. Back for Blood looks really cool. Looks mm-hmm. hella dope. And it's actually coming out with an interesting game mode where you you either play as one of the zombies uh, or one of the survivors. And basically, oh. it's just like a race against time or so like PvP? a time trial type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's PvP. And the way the rounds work is that the first round, the survivors have to last as long as they possibly can before the enemy zombie team kills them. And they have like mm-hmm. hordes of zombies helping the, the players kill the survivors. And the zombies that you pick are like the, you know, the high tier zombie, zombie characters or zombie classes. Um, and then after the first team dies, they have the, the time set for how long they survive. And then the second round, they switch sides. So whoever was survivor becomes zombies the next uh, next round. And they have to kill the oh. survivors so. that were previously the zombies in the previous round. And ah, so now you're, the you're second round survivors sides, eh? has to survive longer than what the first uh, round survivors did or set the time oh, as. Okay. And I thought that was really interesting. That's really interesting an original game mode for, for you know, zombie shooter. You know, the zombie shooter has been beaten like it's, a, you know, beaten to the ground. Sorry, guys. Bless you. <clears throat> and, yeah. And I thought that them doing this kind of game mode kind of refreshes the, the genre a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool. Back for Blood, I'm definitely hyped for that. Uh, a lot of shooters. Battlefield 2042, we already... More shooters. Like the... Oh, God. The, the uh, what's it called? The trailer for that beforehand. So I'm hyped for that. Yeah. Uh, but something that I know Bacon here, Ricky, will be interested in. They showed Diablo 2 resurrected. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited, but at the same time, we've seen like trailers for it already. There's been a demo for or, or beta for it already. So it's like them showing Diablo 2 doesn't do much for me because <laughs> I know it's coming already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've seen gameplay of it. We've seen people play it. So I don't know why they they showed a trailer again. And I didn't notice if there's anything new in the trailer, but all I know it's like okay, it's Diablo two. We all know it's yeah, coming. Yeah. So I felt like it's just rather than an, an announcements, it's more like an ad, like uh-huh. legit just advertising the game. Or it's like Xbox, they have to find some popular game to fill out their slots to kind of please the people, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, other than that, everything else was pretty average to me, um, and uninteresting. Overall. Yeah. Party animal? How about party animal? Party animal? <laughs> party animal, man. That game looks dope. Oh, wait, was that, that the, uh, the one, the, the gang beast one? The gang beast one. The gang oh, beast one. Party shit. animal, man. How can you, how can you forget about that game? Damn you, sh- oh. damn you do bro shooters, man, with, with, no tasting games. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Party Animals, Gang Beast is a is a hell of fun game. It, but now it's, Party yeah. Animals, it's gonna be online. I don't Gang Beast isn't online, but Party Animals basically 
essentially it's gang beast but it's going to be online now yeah so, so that that i'm looking forward to all right <laughs> surprisingly apparently yeah. like at the uh well and then uh, they, they announced uh psychonauts 2 xbox at, eh. i don't I like don't, i don't, I don't know too much about it but uh yeah like i don't know too much about it but i think it means quite a lot to some people mm-hmm. so just throwing that out there they didn't announce that <sighs> Um, they yeah. did a, announce another, well, not an announce, but show off another JRPGs, kind of indie JRPG, but I don't think anyone cares, so let's move on. <laughs> uh, the next thing after Xbox was Square Enix. And that one was a little lackluster, not very great. They started off with Guardians of the Galaxy, which was cool, which was they cool. They spent way too much time. Yeah, it was new. cool, but I felt like they spent yeah. way too much time on that. They spent, they spent like twenty half minutes. Is it twenty minutes out of thirty? Yeah, twenty Some, minutes something like that. It was way too long. Twenty minutes on Guardians of the Galaxy in the Man. beginning, like you know, yeah. the hype wore off within a couple minutes, right? And they just kind of just kept on going on, so it dragged on quite a bit. But they did show yeah. gameplay, and it was interesting. It, it looked cool, uh, obviously for Marvel fans. Guardians of the Galaxy, you play as Star-Lord, Peter Quill, and you got to command the Guardians. And, yeah. But to me, it just looked like uh, your average game. It, you know, yeah, my, my, my biggest problem with that game, it's their character design. Because I felt like yeah. they, well, obviously, they can't, they can't use the movie design because you have to pay more yeah, uh, licensing yeah, yeah. fees. So they try to make it kind of close to the movie version. But not quite, so mm. because of that, they look kind of generic. So I would rather they just go full comics, just go crazy, make them look as like yeah, like unrealistic as possible. Comic, comic book style, like character looking person, yeah. you know, instead of uh, you know random B actor, you know, especially yeah, Star Lord. He he looks like as generic as possible, like generic, like, like he's like his his character guy, model. It's something you'll find. For, in like Skyrim, the default model. Like when it first starts Skyrim, <laughs> that is the character model for Star Lord. That's what you. That's it what you like, see. He looks like an influencer. Wow. He's like a, a person that <laughs> oh, that you would God. look at and is like, "Hey, is that an Instagram influencer? Is that is this the direction that we're going in for character design? Because I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. No, I don't like it." And Trash. that's the same issue that I had with Avengers. A lot of the Avengers just look generic as hell. Yeah. And I just didn't know idea. how to make them look, you know? They didn't look like comic book characters. They just look like people cosplaying. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's exactly it. It looks like people in cosplay. They, they, they don't look like superheroes. They don't look like yeah, They look like good powers. people. Good-looking people doing cosplay. In, yeah, in a, in a cosplay, <laughs> I, I yeah. Think, I think uh, Groot and, and Rocket look pretty good. I think Drax looks good as well. Well, yeah, yeah because Drax. Groot more and more, Rocket uh, are not human-looking characters. Yeah, yeah. Gamora <laughs> and... looks good as well. Uh, nah, Gamora looked think... good. Gamora looked good. Gamora's all right. I, I felt like they could have went a little further with, with her. And same with Drax. Like, they could have went a little, a, a bit more alien with him. Because he just, like, yeah. a different skin. Drax with, looked a little bit different, With, like, a, a patch of different color skin. And, and that was it. It felt kind of half-assed. Mm. Granted, I wonder yeah. if the like the I, I don't know I don't know what what they actors. look like. Ah, and well, they, I was going to say they looks pretty comic accurate to me because they're not based on uh, Gamora and Drax are more based off the comic than they are 
from Guardians of the Galaxy. I was gonna say, like, I haven't read the comics, so I I don't know how accurate they are. Yeah, because her so. suit that she wears in there is like one of her like her best suits. Ah, I don't know. what do you think, Timo? This seems like down right right up your your alley in terms of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, more I, of a comic. I like it. Um, uh, it's the same studio, like I said, that made Days Ex. Um, I really enjoyed that game. Um, and it's a game I finished, Moses. So, um, <laughs> without killing a lot of people, right? so I, I kind of like that. Um, it seems like it's going to stay true to form to Thief and and, and that game. Um, so a lot of people I've heard some feedback that uh, people are upset that they didn't get to play. They don't get to play as the other characters. But to yeah, me, yeah. I don't. I don't oh, really yeah. care about that as much because Star Lord is the leader of the group, so that makes sense. They licensed about 30 um, 80s songs, uh, actual 80 songs that they incorporated into there. So I think the music is going to feel good. I feel like maybe the trailers, like some of the, the rendered um, like uh, videos, like we're saying, I, I think need some work on it. But I feel like the gameplay looks good. I feel like the like the aliens that they fight and stuff like that looks like Guardians of the Galaxies and stuff like that. So... so it depends. Like one of the things I'm, I'm, I would like to see is if you're in, you get to walk around your ship, certain things like that. I don't want to be like just travel. Like there's a map and you're just traveling from place to place. I would like to walk around the ship and see details around that. So it'd be cool if it's a space game. I want to see, you know, certain aspects of being part of space because there's a lot of times where sci-fi games where, um, you know, it's just going from map to map, uh, like you're going from one planet to the other planet. And it doesn't <laughs> Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Mass Effect. One of the things I liked about Mass Effect is because you got the advantage of walking around your ship. Man, I got to play that game. I spent 90 bucks on that piece of game. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Andromeda? One, no, the two, collection. The collection. I should have waited on sale, man. Yeah. What's wrong with it? Didn't they read that? Boring as hell, man. What? Mass Effect <laughs> 1. Boring. What? what? What lies are you talking to? Mass Effect is one of the truth, bro. Mass Effect is one of the most overrated franchises in gaming history. No, no. And then like, okay, here, go talk to that dude over there. I was like, okay, I'll go talk to that dude over here. And then, okay, I'll talk to this guy. And then it's like, hey, are you looking for this guy? You got to talk to this guy at this place. I was like, oh, my God. That, number one is because you're getting introduced <laughs> to the story. Number two is the best one. I think. Oh, no, number That's two. That's what everyone's telling me, but like I, the cost of I, entry is too high. The cost of entry nah, to Mass Effect 2 is too high though. because I have to go through Mass, Mass Effect 1. Yeah. They, they did some weird stuff with Mass Effect 1 with the gunplay too, but in, in, in 2, is they fixed it. So it's whatever. Anyway, <sighs> back to and, and anyways, yeah, anyway. Oh, I just want to uh, say, I just want to yeah. say one thing. Big F to all the streamers who plan on uh, streaming Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> because they have to like view oh, all the music. They can't. They can't do it. <laughs> they can't do it. It's DMC either they, they change all the music or or they mute the game. Mute the I, I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that, that's that would be a disaster. I've seen let's plays of people playing games uh, and they had copyright music in it, and they just mute all the music. And they play yeah. through the whole game with no music. I'm like, how do you do this? How do you enjoy this game without music? <laughs> and then, uh, like one of the let's plays I've seen was of Spider Spider Man Miles Morales, because oh. uh, they have licensed music in there in the intros and the outros. 
and I was looking at like the outro and it, you see actually the intro. I'll say the intro. You see Miles Morales, you know, just traveling around New York City on subway, walking on the sidewalk and he's got the headphones on. He's bumping to music, right? To the beat of the background song. But there's no background song. <laughs> so you're just seeing Miles Morales just bobbing his head, looking like a looking like a fool. <laughs> and it's just like it's just hilarious. It's comical. And yeah. I will never play a game like that. Yeah, well, anyways. Anyway, uh, uh, Square Enix. Was Square there Enix. anything noteworthy to you, Ricky? Because you uh, Babylon's Fall, uh, I am a little concerned. He's, uh, it's Platinum, so I'm I'm hyped for it. But at the same time, I'm not sure what's going on in Platinum. It sounds like you're going through a little, a little, a little problems here and there. Um, so I'll yeah. see what happens. The game, the the combat looks fine, but overall, the, like visually, the game looks a little lacking. But that's Platinum, so whatever. Uh, the bigger story, it's um, <laughs> it's Strangers Saw Paradise. Boy. Stranger in Paradise. Uh, One word. Okay. Chaos. <laughs> so chaos, chaos. Okay. So first of all, when I when I first saw the trailer, one of the first thing I saw was Team Ninja, and I immediately I got hyped because okay. they are the ones behind Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden still regarded as one of the best action game of all time. Actually, the collection came out recently, so uh, go check it out if you get a chance. But yeah, Ninja, uh, Team Ninja, uh, they were, oh, they're the ones who made uh, Neo 2, right? So they have a, they oh. have a at least, uh, well, it's Koei Tecmo. I don't know if it's, if it's the same team, but at mm. least the same, same, uh, same dev, same publisher. Mm. So going into it, I was like, okay, cool. Team Ninja, this should be decent. At the very least, you know, I, I'm expecting cool characters, good action. Mm-hmm. We see the game, and then we they zoom in on the, on the main character, and it's the most generic. You think Star-Lord is generic? You got to look at this guy. This guy takes, <laughs> takes the whole default character model to, like, they take it up to 11. It's one of the most generic dude bro you can find on the street. Dude bro. Legit, like... His his looks, his face, his haircut, even his its costume. It looks looks like he's wearing a regular T-shirt. In yeah. the world of Final Fantasy, we're in a fantasy world. Everyone is wearing fancy armor, straight out of freaking World of Warcraft. Spikes everywhere, and this guy just chilling with a big ass sword, wearing a T-shirt with a buzz cut. And he sounds like he talks like this. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna kick your ass. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> Amazing. In a you should you should have been the in, in a fantasy Final Fantasy world, in a Final Fantasy world, and he's just like talking about like chaos, like chaos. I'm gonna kick your ass. Hell yeah, let's go. And that's what the game sounds like. So that it's just really off putting. It's really off putting. And what's chaos, even better is uh, apparently I, I heard uh, throughout the game, uh, you can get different. Like armors and helmets and stuff, so you can put stuff over the guy. So with that option, I don't, I don't understand why they didn't put that into the trailer. Instead, they went of the most <laughs> generic possible look they can find and use that as as a trailer. That I do not understand. Uh, the, but... the term "most generic" or very 
mediocre. It, it, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, is this redundant? How do you be more generic? You know, if you're generic, you're in the middle. You can't be more in the middle. But it's like that. Like that guy. I that, guess this guy takes it. That, that guy. That, they should take the picture of that guy. Put it in 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 a definition with generic. That is the definition of generic. Because you cannot you cannot top it. How you cannot top the genericness of that character. Uh, but all that said, I still haven't tried the demo. I I haven't I haven't tried it yet. So I heard the combat, the gameplay is is actually not bad. So. I still have some hopes for it. Uh, and the concept is cool because it's a prequel to the first Final Fantasy. So the yeah. concept is interesting. I thought that was cool too. Yeah. Although to me, it looks it looks very mediocre in terms of the art direction, art design, art style, uh, it's, graphics. It didn't that that, I, that I blame um, I, I blame Nomura for that. He is... I don't understand this guy. So for years, this guy... He's been getting complaints from everyone to how he overdesigns his characters. His characters is wearing ten belts on his chest, and and wearing weird shorts and <laughs> spiky hair, or whatever. Look at Kingdom Hearts, right? Like that that character is wearing like three belts on his on his waist, and he has like another like two on his uh, on his chest. He has like one each on the arm and stuff. Like I who wears belts on his shorts? Yo, yeah. Go check out some of his, some of his character design. You see belts everywhere. It makes no sense. He has a like strong obsession with belts, so he's been getting flack for it for years. So maybe he finally took it too hard, and then he gave us this generic character. It's like, all right, you guys don't want belts. Here's a character of nothing. Be careful, in it. Be careful what, you <laughs> what we wish for. Needs more so, belts. So in terms of the blandness or the, the the shitty art design, I blame I blame Nomura. That's what the word is: bland. Bland, very bland. That's a lot. That's a, that describes a lot of the games I saw at E3. Bland, just bland. <laughs> so, anyways, <sighs> that is my thought on uh, Strangers of Paradise. Has potential, yeah. but uh, the trailer was was bad. It was trash. Yeah. I have the same thoughts. Babylon's Fall. The the gameplay looks interesting. Really, really cool. You got the co op there. I think four player co op, and uh, the gameplay looks awesome. But it was off putting. The graphics they looked very PS3 gen. It seemed like it, it was not a good trailer. Um, and yeah, Stranger in Paradise, bland. Like even yeah, the, well, the voice. I'll still hold, was, hold up. Like eh. I'll still hold up hope for it because um, the reason I say this because uh, looking back to like I think it's like 2011 or 12. I forgot which year it is. During the Square Enix conference, they announced the original Nier. Yeah, and then I don't know if you remember what the original Nier looks like. It looks like trash, even for this time. It looks like trash graphics. It was terrible. But when the game came out, it developed a cult following because the music and story it's so good. And then eventually, the it, we got Nier Automata because of that. So after that, after that incident, I've kind of learned not to judge a game too quick based on its uh, graphics. Mm, okay. Especially well, I blame whoever started that trailer. They did not put yeah. in the, the most good-looking parts uh, of the, the game. And that's what you're supposed to do yeah. in the trailer. Yeah, you want to make it look good. At least we got gameplay. That's uh, something Starfield couldn't say. Mm. All right, so that was Square Enix. Yeah. Uh, next up on that day was the PC gaming show. Ah. Now, that, that, for the most part, 
It was uh, it was boring as hell. I the only thing that looked cool her. was uh, Naraka. They showed that. Na- Naraka looks good. Uh, and then Lemnus Gate was that during Beast PC? Yeah, Lemnus Gate. They actually had a a couple, but the majority, I'd say, yeah, ninety percent of the titles they were just meh. But uh, a few noteworthy ones, yeah. Lemnus Gate, just just the description of it alone is is enough to interest, like pique your interest. First person shooter turn based strategy PvP. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Uh, That's exactly what it is. But you never know. It it sounds like pineapple on pizza, but it works, right? It's the the concept is very interesting. Yeah, you have a twenty-five second window of time to make a play in first person. Like I don't even know, like how you you begin your play, but it's I guess it's like chess in a way. Like you make your first move, and then the person responds with their own twenty-five second of. uh, You basically record your move, and then the enemy responds. And then you just keep going back and forth until someone loses. I don't even know, but I'm yeah. willing to try. Um, yeah, that sounds, I know. sounds cool. Although there's the, a, the concept. Uh, go ahead. Oh yeah, go on. Oh okay. no, no, you go. So I <laughs> okay. I, I mentioned during the the stream. I said that concept sounds like a like a evolved version of the gameplay from Valkyria Chronicles. Although that's only PVE, but it is a turn based strategy game with some. Uh, first-person shooter type of um, aspect to it. Mm. Uh, so, I know so you guys you haven't clicking, played. Man? It. You keep on clicking. Like if you guys have played Valkyria, you, you might understand what I'm getting at because the, it sounds similar. The concept sounds kind of similar. Like yeah. there is turn-based. Um, there's a it's the turn-based strategy game, but there is some real-time action aspect to it. Mm. So it sounds like it's too like opposite genre, but it it works. It works. I see, I see. Uh, I know this one piqued Ricky's interest. Gigabash was robot fighting. <clears throat> they had like a mechs and like a. Was, I don't even know what it how to describe. It's like isometric. Um, yeah, it's in the uh, city. It seems like a. It seems like a like a like like a multiplayer kind of like a beat 'em up, kind of like a like yeah isometric smash type of game with like monsters, yeah, yeah. like kaiju's and giant robots and stuff. <laughs> So that that looks really cool. That looks very cool. I uh, mm-hmm. that's one of the game that I'm legit interested in, since I I like my kaiju's and giant mechs. Something that I realized when looking at a bunch of the trailers is that a lot of the games that caught my eye were 2D Metroidvania type looking games. We had uh, what's it called? There's a bunch of obscure titles. I'm going to say them, but no one will remember what they are. But if you looked it up, they actually look cool. There's a title yeah, called cool. They Always Run. This looks like a 2D sci-fi Metroidvania type of game. Huh. Um, that looks cool. Just based off of its art design or art direction. Um, I think... Actually, the one that stood out the most to me, it's uh, I think it was shown during Devolver. It's uh, Trek to Yomi. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know what? Let's talk about the Volver for a little bit right now. Okay, okay. The Volver Digital, since that happened the day before and we skipped over that. The Volver Digital, definitely one of the best showcases of of E3. That I think the entire yeah. uh, entire show 
showcase was good. There was like no low points. Even like yes, yeah. I, I would put them. The... I would put them above Xbox for me. Like I, I will. I will rank them above Xbox, just for how yeah, entertaining it is. Where are my notes here? Uh, yeah, Devolver That's Digital. They they started with Shadow Warrior Three, and I like my shooters, and that looked like a Doom style arena shooter, but. Mm with like Japanese aesthetic, I guess, because it's Shadow Warrior or whatever. It looked colorful and gritty. You had epic weapons. um, Very reminiscent of Doom. And you had a grapple. Like grapples, they make any game better, honestly. Like you take a game and you add a grapple, it just makes takes the fun factor up a couple notches. Mm -hmm. Uh, That looked good. Basically every game that they showed that were yeah big I feel showcases. like every game Tractor Yomi, uh, yeah, Tractor what Yomi, uh, Ricky uh, said already back a black and white Japanese samurai basically yeah basically takes uh, Ghost of Tsushima black and white mode but two D two D yeah that's and what the it Kurosawa is Kurosawa film Kurosawa, style yeah oh man it's it's beautiful that, that game good. that looks good that looks dope I think I would they won that game yeah that looks really so, good and then. Uh, where's this with gun? Actually, that looks kind of fun. with a gun. Yeah, that looks like a that looks like a fun co-op game. Yeah. So uh, I saw keep an eye on that. stick shooter. Yeah. And you're a wizard with a gun. Yep. With a gun. What's more? To I it? guess that's gonna be like a uh, roguelike type of game. I guess. Mm, I guess we'll see. I'm not sure. Yeah. It does seem like you can get a lot of upgrades. So. Either way, it's, yeah. All the games that they showed at Devolver were very interesting. They have a game called Death's Door, where you're this bird with an arsenal of weapons. Ah, yeah. And, it, it, and you like, can really like you can mess up the like environment Hades and stuff. Bird, bird version. <laughs> Hades. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of mixed ones. with I'm Untitled Goose game. game. Yeah. That's what. It yeah, is. that's I'm another isometric game. adventure game. Yeah, yeah. That looks really dope. Um. And another noteworthy game that I thought was pretty cool was Phantom Phantoms Abyss or Phantom Abyss. Uh, and that's that obstacle course first person uh, game with asynchronous multiplayer. Like you go into a dungeon and you have have to get to the end of the dungeon. Um, and if you fail, you basically leave a phantom behind for other players to see. And when you go through it, you see other people's phantoms as well. Go through it and you leave a phantom if you fail. So every single phantom has failed. And apparently, once someone finishes the oh, obstacle yeah, course, yeah, 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 yeah. they close the dungeon. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. And then I guess they have to do it with procedural gener- uh, gen- generated levels. Otherwise, I don't see how they can have limited amounts of levels. Yeah, after like none left. After after two days, no one can play the games. Like, oh, all the dungeons are done. (laughs) So I thought that was pretty cool. They have uh, asynchronous multiplayer. I thought I think since Death Stranding, I have more appreciation for that type of uh, online multiplayer type of gameplay, Mm -hmm. where it's asynchronous. uh, You do stuff in the game that impacts other people's playthrough of their own game but you don't have to play at the same time so yeah that's, good. that's uh, interesting we, we can thank uh from software for that and then Demon devolver <laughs> ah yes they, devolver they... digital 
they killed it with the the acting and everything the 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 whole yeah. my, um jabs at uh, my, uh, industry my, and monetization everything. as a surface <laughs> yes <laughs> basically that, uh, a store is... <laughs> yeah, monetization as a as a surface. They have the what's it called, Devolver Digital Prime Plus Plus Plus, whatever it's called. Yeah, <laughs> you can yeah, get your yeah. premium Max, purchase Max plus or whatever. <laughs> oh man, that's see that's how and that's all how these you do games are available good. on the Max Plus Plus. Yeah. yeah, and oh man, yeah, going from Devolver Digital to the PC gaming show, it was just like, ugh. oh you no, know, so we, we, we went from that to don't Gearbox. Try to, no, I'm saying like um, in terms of the style. Of oh, the, the style. Yeah, yeah, the PC. The PC, PC one, gaming yeah. had similar, you know, they had their bits and their sketches or whatever. Yeah, they, and their, the whole space acting blah, portions. Blah, blah. And then it was just yeah. like, ah, yo, just get to the games. I don't care. Yeah. Devolver Digital gets away with it because the writing is so well done. It's over the top. It's over the top. They are com- like, they, it feels like they're 100% committed to this wacky over-the-top mm-hmm. comedy. Whereas the PC one, they felt like, yeah, we just want to add a little bit of comedy just to yeah. spice things up a bit. But they... Well, the thing is, is they actually get actors to do it instead of, you know, executives or people that are in HR or whatever. Yeah. You know, that have no acting background. <laughs> and that's why Devolver Digital gets away with it because mm-hmm. they, they write something over-the-top that is written for gamers yeah. and not, you yeah. know... I don't even know who wrote the pc gaming script showcase but like who are they writing it for they, no one cares no one cares you know about what yeah like it, it sounds like it's but uh, it's a bunch of skits and jokes written by the big suits sitting in the office who laughs at, uh, at his own jokes that's a type of of comedy <laughs> <laughs> we, we got from the pc conference <clears throat> but yeah devolver digital one of the best showcases um you know what yeah i'd say that's they are probably the best showcase overall mm-hmm. uh just looking back at it now yeah um and then i guess going can... back to pc gaming uh oh, i guess we talked about that already nothing much there and then we're going into the future game show that was hosted by uh what's his name the guy that played higgs troy baker um i'll try the uh, Oh, that whole segment, I, I don't think Laura, I really Laura it. Bailey? Was it Laura Bailey? Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey. Yeah, Laura Bailey. The two um, most... Again, similar to the, most the PC gaming actors. show. Actors? Yeah. So... I, forgot, yeah. I don't even remember what they showed there. Similar to the PC gaming show, it, they showed very little noteworthy games. Um, even just looking at the list here, I wrote down every single game, and none of them really stand out to me, except for one that I think everyone should at least check out and and look up on, on Google called Harold Halibut. It is the, in my opinion, it had the best, out of all the games shown, best art direction overall in terms of originality and creativity because it was done through stop motion. Like they handmade all of the assets, they hand drawn all of the, the assets and did all of the animating themselves small small team this indie studio of like 12 people mm-hmm. and yeah look up harold halibut it it, it it was very fascinating to me that caught my eye because of how original it looked because mm-hmm. it had that 
um <clears throat> chicken run you know uh you know the, those animated movies with the stop motion uh, play, yeah, yeah, yeah play characters um but mixed with gameplay right so i thought that was really cool <clears throat> other than that nothing really stood out to me during the a lot of indie game games show. that's what it's saying yeah. it's e3 just indie games a lot of indie games yeah so that was sunday sunday june 13. okay all right here we go monday moving on to monday monday so what was on monday monday oh, oh boy oh boy. on monday well, we'll start with some good news we'll start with some good news that happened on monday in television and television oh <laughs> This is, this is the future of gaming right here. In <laughs> <laughs> television, the Amico home console. I think this is an awesome product. And I think it's uh, worth checking out. And, you know, just for fun, having in your household to, to play with the family. It's, it's, it's a return to, to couch gaming and the return to... Playing with people in person instead of you have to get your own console and you go home and replay online. Yeah. That's what I liked about the Amico console. And it's and also kind of cool games. how, yeah, they, they, it, it kind of brought back the, um, the 70s arcade game, all the Atari games, the Golden yeah. Age arcade games. It's all there in a nice, neatly <laughs> designed package. Although the price, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a, a bit much, but uh, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely interested. It's two hundred fifty US dollars. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, a bit much. I, I would pay for that. I pay for that. I think, yeah, it, it it reminds me of those consoles that you get at the flea market, or uh, yeah, it looks know. like that. <laughs> the it, lo- it looks like one of those the like the, one of those knockoff uh, knockoff consoles. Or you know, Fisher like Price act- consoles. <laughs> you you plug in the the actual consoles on the controller, and you plug it into the TV, and you have like a list of six hundred games. It reminds me of one of those. Yeah, things. yeah, it looks. Yeah, it looks uh, like one of those. It does look like one of those. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like like a dad who just doesn't you know wants to protect his kids from like not seeing any graphic games or anything. No, like that's that. the thing. That's the it thing. I the, think uh, for future generations of gamers. You know, for us, for our children, you know, with the direction that gaming is going with EA and Ubisoft and all of these loot boxes and, you know, kids turning into gambling addicts because of, you know, gotcha and loot loot boxes and pulling cards for for your FIFA ultimate team or whatever. This is a nice change of pace. And this is what kids should be playing. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not buying this for my son. (laughs) I don't know. All right, then your kid can be a gambling addict. That's no problem. (laughs) Your kids. I don't know, man. Like it brings me back to like the games I used to play in the nineties, but like I don't know. Well, you you know what's the 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 biggest megaton for this in in television? Exclusive Earthworm Jim on this console. Oh yeah, Earthworm Earthworm Jim, man. Yo, that was uh, that was exciting playing that back on SNES. But that's the thing. So it's cool. Has the classic game type games right the arcade games and 
that's like the foundation of gaming, you know? Yeah, I just don't know if kids are going to play it. Well, kids they, they will if they have no choice. That's the only thing that they have. Yeah, like, don't they, they're not getting PS6, PS6 or whatever. Five, man. Like, when, when my kids want to play games, that is what they're getting. It's like, all right, yeah, all right, man. all right, son. Here is the Amico. Have fun. Knock stuff out. You need to beat these games until you're able to play next gen. Yeah. That's a rule. You need to understand where we came from. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Like, next. Oh, Just one more thought. You're spoiling your child if you're just bringing them straight into the next gen. Sorry, bro. That's what's happening. <laughs> uh, anyways, oh man, here we go. Next, here we Next, go. We have a we have a spicy one. We got a spicy here one. Here we Next. go. The best. What the best a damn conference. Shame. What a <laughs> damn. Oh, take two. Take two. Take interactive. Two. <laughs> These. This is the the owners. Uh, the parent company of Rockstar, Rockstar, and 2K and all the stuff. Yeah, the creators of um, what was it called? Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. and Grand GTA V. Mm-hmm. You know these, like, how much billions of dollars do they make every year because of these games? Right, Take Two. Um, what do they show? A Zoom call. Oh my God. 45 minute zoom call i swear right from the beginning right from the beginning not even a trailer or anything just right from the beginning you see this white dude's face some executive from take two talking about uh diversity in gaming of course you, you gotta get the white guy to do that yeah and and, and what's even better his background <laughs> it's obviously a green screen but he they didn't even put in the effort to put in a decent looking background this is white it's just yeah. blank white background nothing <laughs> It was so for, poorly. Yeah, I don't know. And, I don't know and then <laughs> the next scene, you you have the panel of like I think it was like eight people, nine people. I don't know. Yeah, something a like group that. Of people, the same thing with like low quality webcam with the white background, <laughs> and they're ta- all talking about diversity in, in gaming. And this is not the time to do this. You're just shoehorning this type of subject into a conference that that everyone is expecting just game announcements right and i just think it was just totally out of place obviously the subject matter is important but there's a time and place for for yeah, things it's not yeah. the time. and i think timing is everything in terms of you know having the best impact with this kind of subject matter mm-hmm. and this was terrible 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 timing what are your guys thoughts well, um, you know, I, my job is, is, is doing, um, you know, live broadcasting and doing those types of things. And one of the things I, I'm companies got to get away from is zoom in general. Uh, like there's way better th- ways to do it, especially when you have the money, like, you know, to, to do that properly. And you're in the States. So places are not locked down. So don't play, pretend you guys are at home doing stuff. I know. Listen, <laughs> listen, we at the Luden's query, we're nobodies, basically. <laughs> look at look at our setup. Look, at, this is this is this is more. This caused more than whatever they put on. <laughs> Just take that in. 
so these like, nobody podcasters <laughs> had a better production value than Take Two Interact, one of the you know biggest companies, billion dollars, game. billions and billions of of budget, and that's what they give us. At least show us more Grand Theft Auto Five. That's all you do anyway. Yeah, I'm sure they have some <laughs> DLC for it. Yeah, show us the casino. Show yeah, us the casino in thing. Yeah, like <laughs> in 45 minutes. That's like we just saw those people, and oh man, like this it, is the it, first time I, I would say a conference. It's a it's a legit embarrassment. There there is other conference that are not good, boring, trash. They didn't show the games I like. Whatever. But this, this is an embarrassment to the whole for the whole gaming industry. <laughs> it's just that the timing was bad. That decision to to put something like that in an E3 conference. It doesn't just, matter. Like any bad. any gaming conference. Any gaming conference. Any conference for that matter. No, it, but I, if... I, I the one of the things I liked about E3 when I was there was in uh, 2019 was the, the the breakout sessions and those they had some cool breakout sessions like that but they had a good panel and it was different because you're like people that want, were interested in that topic or whatever went to panels like that right but if if on a platform like that i i don't think they had breakout sessions did they have stuff like that no okay so then yeah that's not the right place to, to showcase that at all you know, so it, you don't even have it, people that are interested in this, and your majority of the conference is to release a game. If you don't have a game, don't don't do anything. Like it's just like that's I don't like that doesn't make sense. Like that you're gonna just get piss off a lot of gamers who are just they don't want to even hear about it to begin with, right? Yeah. Not that it it shouldn't be like I'm a big proponent of, of talking about those topics, but like when when it comes to that, like. You're just pissing off gamers that just don't don't care about it. They probably got ripped on Twitter for all that. So uh, yeah, what, what they well what they did is basically they they paid money to be at E three to chase after Twitter clout. That's what they did. No, but then you just get ripped off ripped out of uh, on. Twitter. No, like I, I'm I'm referring to like the typical Twitter clout type of uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the typical tweet. They try to be like politically cor- uh, correct and try to get sympathy or, or you know acknowledgement. Right. That's what that's what they did there. But they did a 45-minute Twitter post. That's what they're doing. The that irony is. is that they don't do a lot of diversity to begin with in their games to begin with. So, like, they got a long way. Like, they, that's maybe the direction that you want to go into, but they got a long way to go with that. So, uh, like, even if you're if that's your main thing, like, I don't know. It's just wrong place, wrong time. I wrong think in, in, in a gaming conference, or to argue your point, Ricky, I think it does belong in a gaming conference if the context is right, right? If they just dedicated one day for those kinds of talks, then stick all of those things in that one day so that you know that you have the gamers, they are prepared and have that expectation. This is what we're going to expect. Yeah, on, or at least like you know, announce it beforehand. Justice Warrior Sunday. Yeah, or at least like they <laughs> announce it beforehand saying like this panel will be for about diversity and... Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. basically that right so if you announce mm-hmm. beforehand people have you know they, they know what they're getting into going into it that would be fine but you they did this during a basically event where people are there or devs are there to announce their games to show yeah. off new stuff and then you pull this type of stunts you know that's yeah like you said wrong place wrong time yeah mm-hmm. they just didn't know their audience they didn't even know their platform 
that, that they were going to be on. They just it definitely just seems like a whole bunch of suits talking about oh this is e3 does e when you think e3 and you're not even a gamer you think it's just your typical you know conference with other executives right and yeah there's somewhere down the line there was miscommunication what kind of conference e3 was because they obviously didn't know basically and we ended up getting a, a zoom call of a bunch of suits feeling themselves yeah, and they, I wouldn't even say the suits, but like there was a bunch of different people from different organizations there mm, talking yeah. about diversity. But the thing is, no one really got the message. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're talking to one of the most toxic communities ever. <laughs> <laughs> Your message is not going to to go and be, you know. They're not going to go come across to these no. these people. It's going to go in one ear and out the other, one eyeball, and then into the. I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like preaching about environmentally friendly and buying organic to a bunch of like homeless people. Like, no, that's not what they're. They don't care, right? <laughs> they have much more important things to care about. They they care they care about you know what's on their plate next. You know, don't don't mm -hmm. preach about being environmentally friendly and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. No, they don't give a shit about that. You, you don't talk. About, well, we they should, they should, but it's you know, it's not the right crowd. So it's, to speak. yeah, like we're not saying that these these topics aren't important. Uh, they are important. Yeah, but yeah, there's a time and place for them. There's yeah. a time and place and a, and a right crowd for it. Yeah. Or at least that crowd has to be in the right mood. Now that you you mention it, it is like a different analogy. It's like when you're walking down the street and then someone comes up to you with a clipboard and you know <laughs> they have the the whole get up yeah. for whatever charity and he's like hi sir hi ma'am can we talk to you a little bit about uh you know diversity about today and you're <laughs> on your way to work or something you're you have something else on your mind you want to do something else and then this yeah. person just shoves their clipboard in your face yeah. and you don't want to hear it <laughs> no <laughs> but anyway that take two Takes the cake for for worst showcase of all time. <laughs> of all time. Uh, contextually speaking, this is the worst. Of course, if you just take this clip and put it into some other conference, I'm sure it'll fit just fine. It'll it'll be fine, but it, con well, con in context is important. So in this yeah. case, all right, moving on. Moving on. Spent um, too much time on them during that day. We had I didn't watch on Monday. Uh, um, they had indie games, freedom freedom games, mythical games. I don't even know what these are. Yeah, those, those I miss. Uh, I miss a lot of those. There's... But later on in the day, we had Capcom. <laughs> Do we even need to talk about Capcom? I think we already know what Capcom has in store because everything they showed was basically stuff that we already know about. <laughs> well, I want to. I just want to say that. Capcom, I don't know why. They seems to be they seem a little obsessed with showing Monster Hunter stories because we saw we saw the trailer doing uh Summer Game Festival. I'm pretty sure we saw it during uh Xbox. And then of course they showed it again during their own conference. And then the next day they showed it again on uh during Nintendo. <laughs> four times. They showed that goddamn trailer four times. So I felt like after after E3 
I don't even want to play the game. I was interested after <laughs> summer game, <laughs> but now that I felt like they've they're so desperate. There's like you know how sometimes when people overhype something, you lose interest in it. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling towards Monster Hunter stories. After mm -hmm. E3, I don't want to play it. <laughs> Good job, Capcom. So so yep, yeah, uh, mission accomplished, I guess. But yeah, Capcom. Nothing, yeah. nothing to really talk about. They just had DLCs for Resident it, Evil. Yeah, um, which is fine. Uh, oh, 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 I do want to talk about their last segment on the conference. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, this is My. definitely down your, right up your alley here. So, they said, yeah, we have something related to Street Fighter or, or uh, CPT. So, I was like, okay, hopefully they'll announce something, right? Maybe teasing yeah, a new character, tease, uh, you know, announce some DLCs or whatever. No, it's a 10-minute long ad promoting the CPT tournament, the Street Fighter tournament. Mm -hmm. Something which they have already announced months ago. We have seen all of these already. We all know what this is about. So they spent basically one third of their conference advertising this thing we already know about. So that was a big waste of time. A huge waste of time. Yeah. I'm glad I missed all of it. So that was a disappointment. All right. Uh, and Moving after on. that was uh, Razor. I, I, yeah. I watched Razor. I know you yeah. got some thoughts on it. So the the stuff they showed off was interesting. They showed off a new laptop, which is pretty cool for a bunch of high high tech stuff in there. It looks cool, typical Razer stuff. Uh, they also showed off a monitor, which looks pretty cool. And then at the end, Hold the on. Mask... that monitor, by the way, three thousand dollars. The monitor? No, the monitor? No, the, the laptop was three thousand. I swear the monitor was three thousand dollars. Uh, the monitor. I think the lowest one was eight hundred. I forgot. I didn't check what the higher end ones were. Uh, maybe Anyways. I miss 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 uh, saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. At the very least, I know the the laptop is like the highest end. It's like three uh, three thousand um, oh, yeah, dollars. It's got some good specs though. It's got it's got some good specs. Yeah, but if it's three thousand dollars, you buy your own rig. Yeah, well, some people they <laughs> some I I don't want to call anyone names, but. Some individuals, let's just say, some individuals, they prefer laptops for their own reasons. I'm, I'll leave them be. I'll leave them be. Um, at the end, at the end, funny enough, they they did announce that mask. Uh, what's it called? Um, Project Hazel. Project Hazel, the weird mask with uh, RGB lights in it, yeah. with filter and all the stuff. So, in a sense, for North America, we are a lot of people are getting their second shot, second dose of vaccine already. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people are ready to give up on stop you know wearing. stop wearing yeah. the stop wearing the mask. And here is Razors announcing, yeah, we have a plan to produce this mask. We don't have a date on when this will be released. Uh, most likely, uh, fourth quarter of this year. Fourth quarter of this year, in limited amount. <laughs> Take that in for a sec. End of this year, they will be start. You know, they'll start shipping out these masks. How many yeah. people are gonna buy it? That's my question, right? I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Looks cool, man. It it's cool, but well, in a sense, it's it's good that they're still committed to this because we don't know what's gonna happen in the next like five six months. Mm -hmm. I'll wear a lot of and I go variants and stuff. So hey, you never know, right? You never know. But outside of all of those, I have the biggest problem of the CEO himself. Because mm. the way he presents all his products, it sounds like 
a typical boss talking to his employees. That's what it sounds like to me. He just sounds like angry, a little arrogant, no smile on his face. Maybe that's a typical Asian thing. You know, we, we always talk like we were pissed off. Uh, so maybe that's normal to him. But to me, as a consumer, when I listen to him, it just sounds like he is angry at me and just uh-huh. like telling me facts. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in a conference room listening to my boss telling us what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is my biggest problem with that guy. Like, he I think sh- the thing is, is that he is the CEO of Razor. I looked it up. Yeah, he um, is. I don't know him. I've never really seen him, right? But I can just only assume things. And these are all presumptions I'm about to make. But he's a CEO. CEO, right? That has a high level of prominence or and, you know, has a lot of weight to that title. So I'm pretty sure a few, you know, got a lot of stuff going on in his head. He's a little bit inflated there. So he's got a, quite the ego, right? He's probably thinking to himself, I'm the only one person that can do this conference. I'm the CEO. Yeah, it's got um, a, lot of, a lot of ego, I guess. Because funny enough, if, if you compare it back to the Capcom uh, conference, as shitty as it is, the host or the presenter, this, you know, nice looking lady, big smile on her face. So even though the, the announcements, it's all trash, at, at the very least, it sounds pleasant. When I, when I listen to her, it sounds like, okay, these, are, these, are, these games are fun. Uh-huh, these games uh-huh. are fun. At least, you know, it, it makes me happy listening yeah. to her. Versus that guy from Razer, that CEO from Razer, like I feel like I'm being talked down to. That's that is not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. Uh, Anyways, that is my rant. Because you on don't that. own own Razer products, he doesn't like you. I have you a Razer quiet. product. I have a Razer headphone. What do you mean? <laughs> my webcam is Razer too, man. <laughs> He's talking to you like you don't own it. It sounds don't like, like that. you. Yeah, anyways, that's enough of that. Anyway, moving on, on to moving the last on. day of E3. Uh, we had the Nintendo Direct. Ah, and right. overall, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, it was short and sweet, I'd say. Yep. So they didn't bother putting in fillers. They had a few, you know, heavy hitters in there. That's uh, kind of typical Nintendo, like Nintendo Directs, it's just game after game, yeah. just trailers after trailer. No time wasted, and then of mm-hmm. course they started with a with a banger. They announced <clears> the <throat> a new Smash DLC character, Kazuya Mishima Kazuya, <laughs> which uh, I I'm very excited for multiple reasons. Honestly, I was confused when I was watching it because oh like, my god, I got hyped. This is Tekken. Like when but when it... I when I saw Ganondorf being carried to the <laughs> cliffside and. Of like lava volcano, I got hyped by because I know I know at that at that moment I know that's Kazuya. I was like, oh yeah, my yeah, god, yeah. this is Kazuya. <laughs> so obviously I'm a I like fighting games, so I'm excited to see Kazuya and Smash. And another reason I'm hyped, it's because I know there will be a huge meltdown in the Smash community because they hate fighting game characters. <laughs> and of course, today I'm already seeing that on Twitter. A lot of people just butt hurt. A lot of smile. The top players in the, in a Smash community, they're <laughs> kind of you know making questionable comments and stuff. So I'm I'm enjoying that shit show. Wow. <clears throat> the cool thing about it was that it they they even put in like combos for for Kazuya. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work. Do in Smash, like I swear in Smash, you just have like your one two hits and things like that. Uh, no, there there are combos in Smash, uh, although they are much more free flow and cre- you're you have much more creative freedom. 
to make their own mm-hmm. combos. So that's why, like in my case, I'm wondering how they're gonna implement Kazuya because his combos are very like <clears throat> predetermined. I guess that that's a word to mm-hmm. to describe it. Like you know that that's his combo, and then right. that's and that's it. Right? There's no there's no varieties to it, right? Yeah, or, or less varieties. I, I shouldn't <laughs> well, say moving no on to the to the next game that they announced, which I'm hyped for. I've never played any of the games in this series, but a brand new 2D Metroid game, Metroid Dread. Uh, yeah. And apparently they haven't come out with a 2D Metroid game in like over 19 years, according mm. to to one of the, the people talking in that Nintendo Direct. I was like, no way. It's been 19 years? Yeah. What, they, what year they... was that? 19 years ago. 19 years ago? I don't know. 2002? Holy oh, moly. They actually released it. 2002. 2D... Was there a 2D Metroid in 2002? Probably on like the Game Boy or something. Ah, uh, maybe that's why. Yeah, or yeah, that's not more likely. GameCube? No, a uh, GameCube. I think they um, made like they made like Metroid Prime or other M or first. first I, I, yeah, it's all three D, three D, three D ones. Uh, but yeah, going back to the classics, right? Metroid two D uh, with you know updated graphics. So I've never played a Metroid game, but it looked really good. It looks good. And, Funny enough, uh, the night you know, before that, I I was streaming and I I did talk about. It. I was like, "Hey, it would be cool if they brought back Metroid, but as a two D uh, game." I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I mentioned that, and nice. it, it, and then nice. it happened. You got it. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool to to see you know what all the hype is about for Metroid games because you know they had a whole genre base off of it, Metroidvania. Yeah, well, Metroid and Castlevania. Castlevania, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I don't got much to say about it. Um, yeah. can't say I'm a huge but fan I of know Metroid. The, so, one of the next games that they announce, I know you are hyped for for sure. Shin Megami oh, Tensei Five. Five. SMT Five. Oh, we they announced this like a few years ago. Although since then we haven't heard anything about it. That's why I was I wasn't expecting anything. But to my surprise, they showed a trailer, so I'm very excited about it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. I'm just hyped. <laughs> For me, the only game that I've played similar to Shin, Shin Megami is Persona Five Royal. Yeah. That's the only game in that mm. series that <laughs> I've played. played. So obviously, I'm interested in this game because this is what brought persona into existence pretty much Megami Tensei Five. yeah for for those um, who don't know yeah persona it's a spin-off of uh smt or Shin Megami, uh, Megami tensei so persona is supposed to be a spin-off so, and smts are supposed to be in a mainline game but since ever since persona so, 3 that's it the roles kind of flip that's interesting to me that a spin-off could be that good where it becomes the main game uh, and Persona Five Royal was one of the best games ever. Just like, if you do play, if you do play SMT, you you'll be a little surprised because the, I guess the the basic battle mechanic it's still kind of similar, but the structure uh-huh. of the game and the theme of the game so it's very different. Well, I'm all for that. Yeah. Anyways, I like the the gameplay of, yeah. of Persona, but Shin Megami Tensei Five seems more like 
gritty, more realistic, yeah. I guess. Less it's, anime it's, yeah. more yeah, it's 3D. It's, it's more grounded. Uh, the, the whole theme, the whole feeling of the game is a bit more grounded. Or at least hmm. not a, not as uh like grittier, not not as uh, lighthearted, I guess. Beast Persona, it's a it's a lot of um lighthearted comedic moments to it. Whereas uh, SMT, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just serious mistress, basically the whole game for real. Oh. I'm down for that. I'm down for that, honestly. So <clears throat> I might have to get myself a switch very you should, soon. Man. Which uh actually some but people were really hoping thought... for. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. I guess we have we have the same thing on mine. We're I guess you were hoping they'll the announce Switch this Pro. Switch Pro. Yeah. The Switch Pro. Uh, I wanted to well, see it. I didn't expect it. I wanted to see it too. Um but yeah, I wasn't but expecting unfortunately, it. Unfortunately. No news on that. It's the Nintendo Direct, so I feel like if Not anything they if they're gonna release it this year, they'll announce it closer to the holiday season. They'll probably announce it in September, yeah. October, yeah. Mm. and then people will, you know, but that yeah. then that's when people get hyped up. And then when it re- when it releases in November or December, then people will go out and drove to. What's, in, to what's crazy it. is that the Switch is still selling really well. It's crazy, um, but. For now, for me personally, I'm wait. I'm gonna hold out until the pro comes out or any news of the pro comes out. Yeah, I can't no imagine it being further into the like a few years, <laughs> maybe like in one or two years, I'll see the the pro come out. Well, l- latest next year, I would think. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I will hold out for the pro. Uh, and the last thing that was shown on Nintendo that I think is the most noteworthy, of course, Breath <laughs> of the Wild two. Yep, just, uh, we just an know, update to it. Yeah, although we did know that uh, it was coming, but just more gameplay of it. Yeah, it looked good. It, looked it looks good. good. I and never it, played yeah. the first one, but again, I don't own a Switch. But this is like, I want to play the game that beat out <clears throat> Horizon. You know, Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn for a game of the year. year. I, yeah, that's I something I don't agree with. Having played both games, I don't agree with that. Um, although, like Horizon Same wasn't even my game. I gotta, I gotta play it for myself. I gotta play it for myself because I know, although we do have similar tastes, Ricky, we have differing opinions on a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> that's, that's a game you here. have to try yourself. Weird. Yeah, you have to try yourself to kind of make your own opinion because that. That game, I feel like, is very divisive. Some people like love it to death, and some people just straight up dislike it. There's no in between. I feel like there's no <laughs> that group of people were like, yeah, you know, it was cool. I played, I finished it. It was alright. You know, it's either they love it or they hate it. It's one of those games. Interesting. I think, obviously, I don't know, but I feel like I would be in the camp that would like it. So I'm pretty open minded with games. Yeah, and I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to try it for sure. Yeah, and actually, before Breath of the Wild two, they announced quite a few more, uh, a few other things too. Um, Wario Wear, they announced another one. That's something yes. I'm interested in playing. That I really? I always want to play those kind of wacky type of party games. You saw the mini uh-huh. games in Wario Wear are really silly looking, so I I kind of like that type of comedy. 
And then uh, I'm not sure if it's a like a remaster or new or whatever, but they also announced Mario Party and Mario Golf. So I'm not sure if those are new or not. Oh, that's a thing as well. Yeah, golf and Mario Party. I'm I'm not (laughs) sure if that's one thing for for you listeners out there listening to us talk about all this stuff. We are not we're like me. I'm talking okay for me personally. I'm not a Nintendo guy. I'm not a Xbox guy. So this E3, you know, I'm trying my hardest. I'm trying my <laughs> hardest to be open-minded with all these games. And, you know, it might not have been the most hype because I'm not a Nintendo or Xbox fan. So uh, that's just me. I know for you, Ricky, you have a, a Switch. So Yeah, I like, you, I like you, Nintendo. So yeah. the Nintendo conference was uh, very quite exciting for me. Showed off a few things I genuinely plan on getting, so yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, what about what about you, Timo? You've been pretty silent for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I had no interest in the E three at all. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Um, me, Sony's like, not there, man. Sony's not there. Why else? Yeah, yes. I mean, Sony, Sony wasn't there for me. Like, like I, I was telling you guys, like the the greatest experience for E three for me was just being there. But um, one of the things I, I think E three is having a problem with, and they've had it for the last couple of years, is that E three is not wasn't originally designed for gamers, and that's where they're running into an issue. E uh, three was an investor um, comp, uh, investor event. So basically, you would show you showcase your game to potential investors, and then those guys would invest into your game, right? Yeah. So over the years, it has evolved. Um, when I went in 2019, was the first year they actually invited gamers to the event. Before that, it was just investors and news reporters were um, invited to E3. So I think what happened is happening now is, and we saw that with like you guys were talking about that. Um, that breakout session that they had with diversity and stuff. It's like, it is not designed for gamers. And this is where I feel like we, we see Sony play, even Nintendo, when they show their Nintendo Directs uh, separate from E3, is that it's designed for gamers. It is designed for like, this is an update for you gamers, blah, blah, blah. And it's with that effect with it. So I think that's the problem where E3 is having this identity crisis where it, it originally was supposed to be for investors, but it has grown to this point where it's more for gamers and or like gamers are coming to watch new stuff from it. And this is why you're seeing so many indie games in this 2021 um, uh, edition of the E3 is because these independent guys are trying to get money for investors, for, for investing into their game. So it is not necessarily designed for gamers to say hey hey we're releasing the next game it's releasing at this time blah 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 right so i think this is where e3 if they don't fix that identity crisis is going to become less and less um, relevant and this is why and with sony made a big move a couple years ago where they decided not to be at e3 and now it is like it's showing more and more like less uh relevant you know, and I think the only strong person at, at E3 is Xbox, really, um, to to really say that they have any significance to it. I think if Xbox were to leave, it would have l- really low significance um, um, at all, right? So 
the fact that Nintendo and Xbox is still there is why it's still kind of relevant. But if they don't change it to really cater to 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 gamers, I think even so, like <clears throat> what is boggling my mind is you're not paying for a facility, you're not paying for you know security, running the the, the event, all these type of things. You could have put on a really engaging online experience, right? And and like you guys laugh at me about this, but my entrepreneurial side is where these companies just haven't figured out how to do online events yet, and therefore you're it's lacking. The average big Twitch streamer is going to create more entertainment, more things out of out of uh, online experience than these big companies because they just don't know how to do it yet. Right, and they're little out of touch touch with that, and I think that's where um, they probably missed the ball with this this event. I don't know if I can hundred percent agree with your statement about E three, you know, shifting to catering to gamers, like as recent as like you know twenty nineteen. I felt like they've been doing that even back in the PS three era, like in a sense, like the E three event, like in person event. Yes, that might be for investors and media. But how they do the conference, that is very much catered to gamers. Like that, that is like they are trying to appeal to and show off things to the gamers. And that's why they even bother making a trailer that's hype and then having a release date and everything. Otherwise, if it's really, as you said, purely for investors, they will just say, just have like this show, like a very business like uh, showcase of the game. And that's it. They no, would that's what I'm saying. I think I think it has evolved to cater to gamers, but I think because of that dual identity, it hasn't fully gotten all so, the way uh, through it. Right? My my point is that 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 shift has has happened way earlier than than you suggested. Mm. I felt like that that shift that that this uh, identity crisis already happened back in like 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. as early as that. They, so at that, that point, case, they should do better at this point. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, uh, I was saying, E three feels like it's not nearly as big because, personally, like in my you know in my own opinion, I feel like a lot like Sony and a lot of other uh, um, other publishers, they have grown to the point that their reputation is bigger than E three already. They do they no longer need E three because a lot of the devs they go to E three because that's. When you hear E3 back then, like, you know, five years ago or even 10 years ago, mm-hmm. people think, okay, it's the biggest gaming event. Yeah. That's where uh, the biggest stuff will be will get shown there. E3 has, the name E3 holds a lot more weight to it. Yeah. Versus now, E3, they still hold a lot of weight to it. But, you know, when you think of Sony, when you think of Rockstar, Blizzard, they all have their own events. So those guys, they their name holds much more value on their own versus yeah. E3. Yeah. So it's much more beneficial for them to hold their own uh, own events, and they have uh, less restrictions. Yeah. Because if you uh, think back to uh, Sony's last like one or two conference, the way they start, the way they construct their conference, there's no way they can do that at E3. They, I don't see them, you know, being allowed to do that, having a huge orchestra, and having certain skits and certain setup, the time restraint, all the stuff. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they their needs have outgrown the boundary of E3. Yeah, I think that is the bigger problem E3 has. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, for sure. And that's why we kind of saw the, this year, right? Um, indie games have kind of taken over E3 because they have more to gain by being at E3 versus yeah. the the big publishers. Mm-hmm. 
I think um, with the direction that the future of these kind of conferences, these these spectacles are going is in Jeff Keighley's hands because of the the sub, summer game fest is basically his baby, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh he's heading this with uh, his thing with the game awards. Um, so he has all these connections and everything. The summer game fest, it has started. So E3 is actually a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think the overall scope and mindset that, you know, summer is the summer of E or the game news happens at E3. Now it's yeah. become bigger than that. Yeah. Um, and that's what Jeff Keighley is trying to do, I guess, with the summer game fest. I think he, he did something similar to that last year. Um, and, yeah, yeah. And, instead of E3, and I there was no E3 last year, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. So since there was no E3, he, you know, gathered up a bunch of people he's partnered with, a bunch of media outlets he's partnered with, and and knows and has connection with uh, different publishers and things like that, to try and showcase at least instead of E3. I know everybody expects there to be some type of gaming news around the summertime, so. Summer Game Fest is what they're going to do now. And now it's spread across the entirety of the summer. Yeah. So it's not just E3, just this one week that's jam-packed with gaming news. Uh, now you have the whole summer to look forward to things. And I think people's mindsets, they haven't fully adjusted to that yet. Everyone mm-hmm. expects all the biggest stuff to happen at E3. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of hard in this day and age. When yeah. you look at it, doesn't E three is not there? Yeah. And the thing, I think the the biggest appeal of E three, it's like for for years, everyone going to E three, they're expecting megatons. They always say, "Oh, we want megatons." Mm-hmm. So that's what, what I'm we like. What we mean by megatons is not Elden Ring is not a megaton because we all know this game exists. We are we're all expecting a trailer. So megaton is something we don't expect, something completely mm-hmm. new to us. That's what we're expecting. But in this day and age. That is hard to come by because everything gets leaked, yeah. mm. and uh, and a lot of the times the publishers they want to announce new things under their own terms. Yeah. So that's why the whole concept of Megaton at E three it's 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 gone, it's yeah. done. Like the closest thing we got was uh, Metroid Dread at Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. That was the closest thing to a Megaton we got. <laughs> well, the thing is also is that publishers they don't want to create new games they just want to add on to the game that they have already yeah and just you know put out the next season pass and the next, next dlc and uh, stuff. dlc you know right right that's not there's no newsworthy thing with that um and like you said they'll just announce those things at, on their own terms through mm-hmm. their own events and they don't need e3 for that because yeah. you know why do it with someone else's <laughs> company and someone else's organization where you have to pay to do that, you yeah. do it yourself. It's like essentially they're sharing the spotlight with other people. So uh-huh. in, in in a sense that that's kind of dumb, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want you want a spotlight well, I guess, I guess like Sony, solely on saw you. Saw that E3 was a sinking ship and they just they abandoned ship abandoned a while ago. <clears throat> yep, so good on them. Good on them. Yep, they saw like one tiny little hole, one tiny little leak there. Like Sony's like, all right, well, honestly, see you guys later. I I miss sony having a conference like that now they have the state of plays which are which are good which are good it was super hype in in uh what was it 2020 when they had the that ps5 showcase that was super hype yeah yeah Um, Uh, yeah yeah and but you know i uh on my stream 
after E3 ended, I was rewatching a bunch of the conferences from previous years, right? Uh, I watched the 2016 E3 conference for Sony and uh, the spectacle, the, the, the very beginning where they had the whole orchestra playing that Nordic music. They still kind of did that, like uh, before COVID. I think the the reason we got like these kind of short online only um, setup plays because of COVID. Before mm-hmm. that, they every year they still had a conference where people actually attend and they had a spectacle. I remember that was that's still how E3. No, no, I'm pretty sure that was their own thing because really, I remember. Which I think one? that's how they that's how they announced Tsushima at their own yeah, event. They, they had their own their own event. Was, yeah, that was their own event. I thought that was, that was their own event. event. That was their own event, and they that's when they got that guy up on a stage and playing the flute and everything. I swear that was E3. I'm pretty sure that was like after they left E3. Before COVID, like just before COVID, they started building their own um, their own conference. Uh, yeah. Conference, right? Yeah. So they still have their own event. Huh. Okay. And they also showed Last of Us, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did the same way. I remember watching that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, because they one one of those events, they 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 made the stage look like that uh, one barn and Last of Us. Yeah, like the church. Yeah, the church and stuff. Yeah. So that was in their own event. There's no way E3 will let them do that. No, I That's... think that was the, yeah. I think that was the that was the first year where they decided not uh, going to. Eat. I remember, yeah. I remember watching that. I was, I think I was in the party chat with you, Ricky. I think I was in the party maybe, chat. maybe. I was, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, was, I was in the party chat with someone, and uh, we were watching together. <laughs> I think it was with you. I think I would definitely with my friend Justin, because mm. I remember this is such a random memory. We were watching the Last of Us gameplay trailer and the last last was part two and they were in some convenience store like rundown convenience store (laughs) and then justin's all hyped up he's like no way no is is she gonna squeeze through in between those that oh is he gonna squeeze through the the yeah when she passed through that little gap and oh man no that was mind-blowing that was mind-blowing it's like this this is not real this is not real now that that's the type of stuff that i want to see at these conferences Showing us, like, you know, like, innovative gameplay, right? Gameplay. Just gameplay. We want to see gameplay. Xbox, please. Bethesda, please. Show us some gameplay. I know. Like, we're just get, getting the generic, you know, the same things we've seen over and over again. Hack and slash. RPG elements. Uh, shoot this. Shoot that. And nothing innovative, you know? Yeah. That's the that's the issue. Um. But yeah. So back to E3. I think is that air? No, we we no we, no no we still, no no we still got we still got a bit we still got a bit we still got a bit still got a little bit of controversy to <laughs> talk about here. Oh boy! Next up after Nintendo, what and happened? Namco. And what Dynamco. happened? My goodness, not as bad as Take Two, because at yep, least still... they showed a game. They showed a game. One game. <laughs> a game. <laughs> Bandai Namco, the publisher of Elden Ring, or Elden and the Ring Souls series. Well, they have so many games potentially coming out. Elden Ring, anime Tell, games, Tales of Arise. There's a rumor. Um, um, what's it called? My Hero Academia game. There's there's so many games under their belt. They could have uh, the Dragon Ball game, Dragon Ball Kakarot. There's so many things they can talk yep, about. Yep, 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 yep. But nope, they, they talked about House of Ashes. For 15 minutes. To be fair, interesting looking game. Yeah. They, they 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 are the creators of Until Dawn, 
and I like that game. I played through that when it was free on the PlayStation Plus uh, monthly free game, and it was a good game. So uh, I actually am interested in what they have to show or have, have in store for yeah. their House of Ashes game because I like that kind of uh, your decision-making impacts the future the, the 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 future of the game or your path in the game yeah <clears throat> affects the consequences um, but reminiscent of heavy rain and yeah try to become human things like that uh so i like that and but it's a conference it's a conference can you even call it a conference no <laughs> but that's it that's, that's it. it that's the only thing they showed then there's no, like there's no one there like you know people are just getting ready they strapped in get they got, getting ready for a conference and we just see E three exclusives, and then that whole trailer and interview happen, pre you know pre recorded obviously. After that, just that's it. It lasted fifteen it. twenty ten minutes, minutes max, yeah, ten minutes, something like that. No, maybe fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes, yeah, 15 and then minutes. that was it. And I was like, then, "Is that it?" And oh, everyone, yeah. everyone, everyone in the chat, they were just confused. Like, where's Bandai Namco? Where's when, when is the conference starting? Where's Bandai Namco? <laughs> Little did we know, it already ended. <laughs> one game, like no, not like there's even not even anyone there hosting it or presenting it. They just legit show one pre-recorded video, and that was it. And that was it. Yep. I don't know, man. Like, what are these companies thinking? Like, what is E3? You know, <clears throat> E3. I I honestly can't wait until next year to see how E3 is going to be. Because it's going to be in, in person, for sure. Yeah. Um, I hope so. I don't know, man. Like, how are they going to pick up the pick up the pieces that were were dropped all over the place? With because, because, they yeah, they dropped everything this year. They Whatever they had, they dropped everything. Uh, oh, so hopefully, yeah. I, I'm sure they, they're just getting blasted in, in, a, in the past four or five days. Just constantly blasted, so... Hopefully, E three can take that to heart mm-hmm. and <laughs> fix things up. A bit. <sighs> yeah. Check, check like, yourself. I'm still, E3. Check yourself. I'm, I'm still not expecting much mm-hmm. from E three because Sony is not there. Nintendo mm-hmm. is not fully committed to it. But even not then, even uh, EA like isn't usually EA games. Yeah, EA are they and Activision they. They're both yeah. usually there. They usually no, have their they, own they, conference. They do their own stuff though nowadays. Like EA does their own. Like, I feel like the last E three, like two years ago, like one of them at least, or if not both, are still there. I'm pretty sure yeah. they're st- both still there. Yeah. I I know they have their own conference announcing Call of Duty and Battlefield and whatever other trash they have. So yep. it's yep. kind of weird. Like and a few deaths are like. It was interesting because Sekiro was under Activision, so you, would, oh, yeah. you sometimes you don't even know what you would get from these different publishers, right? Yeah, and you know, if Activision was there, what games would they have under their belt? Obviously, you have your Call of Duties and you know their cash grab games, but surprisingly, Sekiro was under Activision, and then EA Games, with the amount of flack that they get, they have been pretty yeah. good they've been pretty good with uh you know fallen order and apex legends obviously uh, wasn't uh it takes two isn't that it takes uh, two was ea yeah that was yeah, EA, yeah right that was a surprising uh game so you, you like 
you know, with all the bad press these companies have, you you don't know. But we'll never know because they weren't at E3. <laughs> well, hopefully the summer just started and Summer Game Fest is still ongoing. Hopefully we'll see some some more news. Some more Sony news, yeah. Should definitely come up with something within the summertime. So uh, that's June twenty second. Is that confirmed? Uh, it is, yeah. For for what Sony State of Play? Yeah, it's called uh, Play Live, I think. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'll have to fact check you on that. I don't believe it. Uh, that is pretty I... soon, then. That is pretty soon. It's like a week away. But anyway, um, last thing we're gonna talk about sorry, another sorry, 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 EA Play Live. Sorry. Oh, EA. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Who cares about EA? I, if, I, I, if, like, I like EA, EA's showcase. If, t- if Timo told me when the PlayStation conference was happening, something is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we, we have one last, last thing, right? Last thing that happened at E3 was what the award happened? show oh the awards the award show i don't even remember what awards went to which whatever it means <sighs> nothing so according to this schedule the award show was set to air at forty-five oh. p.m yes pacific yeah yeah so i tuned in at four forty-five, and what am i greeted with <laughs> Another talk about representation, and that is, and that is Zoom call about. Yeah. I think I think Timo could uh, chime in on something like this. But did you watch the uh, award show, Timo? No. Well, basically, this is how it went down. Four forty-five. This is when they said it on their official site that the award show was going to start. Yeah. What do we see? We see a panel, another Zoom call, <laughs> of. Uh, now these are Five. black gamers. These are black, uh, black people from yeah. different organizations talking about representation for the black community in gaming yeah. for fifteen minutes. Okay. And yeah, they're just talking about representation, how they can't, you know, in character creations, they can't find the right skin tones and things like that, and uh, mm-hmm. that the gaming industry needs to do a better job. Mm-hmm. But this is reminiscent of what Tech Two, what happened at Tech Two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, important, important subject. Yes. I'm not downplaying the importance of what they're talking about, but at 4:45, when you say that the award show is happening, I expect an award show. (laughs) 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 They did a bait and switch. Yeah, yeah, that's not good though. You know. Yeah, I I mean, like I said, like I think they should have just—it's online, so I don't understand why you can't just do a day or you do a segment. Of this, oh, there's different breakout panels. I don't understand why. Yeah, like, like dedicated to that, dedicate a, a legit panel and time but frame I for it. I guarantee you, you would get people to watch it if if that is what it is. If people watch all kind of stuff on Twitch, it, it's if you say this is okay, we're you know on the Monday, this is where we're going to show panels between twelve to four. Sure, right, and then like I don't I don't understand like. Just scheduling the thing, like, like I don't know who's in charge of scheduling. I don't don't get that. The, yeah. My biggest thing is that they said four forty five. 
the award show was going to start. The award show, yeah. The award show. anything at 4.45 anyways, out of 44. No, but the thing, it should be always on this the is specific. This is specific. So Eastern time, that was 7.45. So the award show actually started at 5 p.m. Pacific. So, you know, we were just stuck waiting until the, the award show happened. Because we, we don't know when it's going to end too, right? That the yeah. whole panel. So we, we just, just kind of stuck waiting, sitting there waiting. Watching. And like, you know, obviously it brought, brought awareness. We're talking about it right now. But like, do you want that kind of press on it? You want that negative publicity? Because, I, you know, of course, I'm not downplaying the importance of that subject. But still, like. I don't, I don't it's like it's like imagine us we're here we, we, uh, uh, the name of the, of this episode podcast is like you know us looting square okay. talking about e3 Click, clickbait and then you know right at the beginning or somewhere in the middle we start talking about like the environmental crisis you know like the people will be like what the hell are these guys talking about we they go on some weird tangent not even a tangent like if we started off like talking about like on a, you know a completely different topic then people it's uh, gonna bad example because we, we can talk we this is our show we'll talk about whatever we want <laughs> but this is e3 there's a context but, here but the things yeah like well for, if our if our episode title says e- yeah, yeah, e3 yeah. discussion yeah. then people yeah. expect us to talk about e3 but you know if our episode starts with us talking about the environment and ozone zone uh, ozone layer whatever oh, then you people thought be this like, was the entertainment no this is the environmental uh e- e-commerce yeah. executives <laughs> Then yeah, people are gonna get pissed. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Again. Why why wouldn't they even do it like oh this is a pre-show or something like that and advertise like that on? No, they they just went straight there. That's just <laughs> weird. Like I don't understand that. Like they pay people to do this stuff. I don't understand. Like there's di- event coordinators that literally get paid to do these things. I don't. So I have a uh, I I was curious about it actually. So maybe they did. Do a good job because I'm talking about it now. So, so Timo, you being yeah. a, a black gaming enthusiast, yeah. do you feel you are represent, re- represented in these games uh, enough? No, but uh, and I've actually talked about this topic before uh, outside of Luton Square. But um, no, no, I think I think there's a lot more that needs to be done. I don't not just in black characters. I think in in, in in general with with characters yeah we're the filipino people <laughs> i i like for instance <laughs> we talked about some of the games that came out that was announced today right uh it was during e3 and like like even when you guys were talking about final fantasy just now right like, mm-hmm. like oh you have this buff this this white dude that's there like how come he's the protagonist <laughs> like like we have enough games that have the protagonist for that you know and I don't know, like, and and to some people's point, like, um, you know, character character creations and stuff like that. we're starting to see them, um, where yeah. you know you can you can actually adapt the characters because I try to, anytime I play like an RPG game or something like that, I try to develop it to see see what characters are, um, you know, like they try to do an update with Mass Effect. And would like try to give the person like braids or dreadlocks or whatever, and and unfortunately like sometimes the graphics are not there. They they don't do enough time and energy to to do it. 
right? Mm -hmm. It is possible. I mean, like to do it with Horizon Zero Dawn, like and 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 Horizon Forbidden West, you see, like they're putting effort into the hairstyles, right? And that's I and I understand from a graphical standpoint, that's that's tough to do anyway. Hard to do, yeah. yeah. uh, So I'm not really nitpicking on that kind of stuff, but you know, I would like, and this is, I mean, the only game that I could think of right now is Miles Morales, um, where you know that's a, a black protagonist, but. Um, like, how many games can you name that has a black protagonist that's actually not a character creation that's actually named that, right? Or like, or how many like non-white protagonists yeah, can we yeah, think of? Hispanic characters, or like you know, like how many of those are like lead characters in a, in a game? Like, where are the Filipino some... characters? Where are they? <laughs> yeah, <there's... laughs> bro, if there was a game with a Filipino protagonist, Philippines would erupt, bro. Like, that would be the like, nurse simulator. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, oh no! Personal service worker. <laughs> oh no! PSW. <laughs> uh, uh, singles. Oh, no, I'm. I'm. I'm stop. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's a few few other ones I want to say, but like you know, relating to other oh, race, but I feel like it's not appropriate. So let's let's just keep it in here for now. Uh, for those for those of you listening and can't see my face, I'm Filipino. <laughs> uh, just like the don't, Asian community, don't has, cancel has me. A, yeah, the Asian community has a, has a good uh, has a good base because they're Asian companies built making these games right well for, but, for 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 japanese although there, there are more japanese, japanese, chinese yeah. for, there are more chinese games these days but uh not as popular not not they're tend to be kind of hated on because of china uh which i don't blame them even though i'm chinese <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. but i mean like yeah, so I, I think there needs to be a lot done in, in, in there. And oh, hopefully we'll see that in the next coming years. Yeah, like thinking back to this E3, like I, can you think of any non-white protagonists in any of the games showcase in E3? Oh, non-white? <laughs> non-white protagonists. Uh, I'm, was I, uh, I, to Yomi? <laughs> uh, all right, okay. <laughs> Non, how about non indie uh, games? Non indie games. Non indie <laughs> games? No. Shadow Warrior. Is that an indie game? I, I think Warrior that's kind of an indie game. Well, I don't know. Starfield, we don't know. Most likely. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, see, well, here, here we are. We're, we're going on a tangent. We're going off topic. Eh? <laughs> People are going to complain. You guys just, you, know, <laughs> you guys just trash talk to the, the awards and take two. And here you guys are talking about stuff not related to E3. I want my money back. It's about E3 because they talked about it. <laughs> this is how crazy E3 was. <laughs> this is relevant. So anyway, 15 minutes in. Now the award show starts. I forget what all the awards were. The one that stood out to me, though, was uh, the most anticipated, anticipated game, game overall. Yeah. Overall. For the, for the whole E3. For the whole E3. E3. Everything. Four days worth of games. Hundreds of titles revealed and announced and showcased. Uh, <clears throat> and some bangers. But the most anticipated game overall. Can you guess what that is, Timo? Because you didn't watch it. Huh? Halo, nope. Infi- Halo Infinite? Nope. nope. What? 
What else can, would it be? Two two more guesses. Two more guesses. Uh, you won't you won't get it. <laughs> I don't know what do we do. I'm trying to think of all the other games that we entered. Um, Battlefield, maybe. Nope. 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 One more guess, and then I'll tell you. This is this. I was just confused. I did not expect it, that it, at all. It's actually perfect. It summed up E three perfectly. It, yeah, it, it summed up E three uh, quite. It, it's a perfect representation representation of E three, of because what's going on in E three. This was the most anticipated game overall. E3 it goes to show no the quality. Hope. It goes to no show E three. Yeah, uh, I mean, life is strange, maybe. Life is okay, strange. that's your that's your final guess. No, <clears throat> the most anticipated game overall was Forza Horizon. What? <laughs> How is that even possible? <laughs> it happened. Forza. 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 Over Starfield, over game. Battlefield, over Halo Infinite, over Breath of the Wild, over Metroid. Card games are barely like considered game video games. <laughs> <laughs> the most anticipated FIFA. game. <laughs> the most anticipated Xbox game was Halo Infinite, obviously. Yeah. But most anticipated game overall, Forza. Forza. So Who that means this? that means all the non Xbox fans voted for Forza. Because Xbox fans, they, they obviously fought for Halo Infinite. So it's people outside of that bubble. Maybe, you know, I, I guess it's just all those people, they, they have no interest in games. Because I think it's voted by, like, medias and stuff. So they just they probably just look at the, the prettiest looking game, which is Forza, I guess. He's racing. Uh, Forza looks good, but still, like... <laughs> it is, it, it's like the typical, like, <clears throat> parent. They just look at that game and like, oh, that game looks good. It's it's got to be the best game, right? Man, that just confuses me. Like they even had Starfield here, and I feel like that's the one that people would be like, "Oh, I can't wait for that one." But the thing is, there's no gameplay. They they only showed the a kind of very cookie cutter um, CG trailer, or or, or, or pre rendered trailer, or cutscene. But that's the thing because they, they no one really saw much of it. Like, oh, I want to see more. I want to see more. You know. But the, the thing, my problem of it's Starfield, reason. my my problem of Starfield is that uh, the the trailer itself doesn't look interesting. Because I, I made my own award list, and under my most disappointing trailer, is Starfield. <laughs> because at, you know, at first glance, we know how many it's games be a, you got on that list. On my award, award list, yeah. How many awards do I have? How many games? What do you mean? How many games? Oh, so that's list? no, like I, I, guess I just this is synonymous. Yeah, well, there's just you know when I think of the most disappointing trailer, it's just everything out of all the games. Which trailer am I most disappointed by? No, but how many games do you have on that list in total that I'm taking into consideration? Yeah, your own list. Um, it's quite a lot. Well. Oh. At least everything I remembered, so that's like over like thirty or forty of them. Holy moly! Okay, I gotta work on my list. <laughs> so your short list, your short list. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I, that's fair because yeah, we but... didn't see much of Starfield. Like the um, thing is, like yeah, like Starfield, they showed 
space shuttle, so we know it's going to be about space. And then we see like this person, an astronaut, talking a bunch of nonsense, just regular dialogue, not not even anything interesting or intriguing. Mm-hmm. Just sounds like a regular dialogue. And then we see this person getting in the shuttle, and they show us a date, and then the, the rocket took off. So everything I mean, is very looks like just a space simulator. Like yeah, it's it's it looks very like cookie cutter, very generic, mm-hmm. nothing intriguing at all. First is like when you look back to like it's not fair to compare it to Kojima, but when you look at the first uh, review for Death Stranding, that trailer made no sense, but it's intriguing. Mm-hmm. Like you, uh, we had no idea what the game is about, but at the same time, it got yeah, people you, thinking, it got you people want talking. To know what it's about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Starfield is just like okay, it's gonna be a open world in space by Bethesda, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like the only thing people can talk about is well, you know, how good is, is the graphics? You know, because they said everything is rendered in game with an in game engine. So, how much of that can they retain? Mm-hmm. And then, gameplay wise, it's Bethesda. So, what are we expecting? Nothing. <laughs> and that's why, like, the only thing we want to know is the, the type of story, the structure of the game. And mm-hmm. they told us nothing about it. Well, we know it's, yeah. it's a game about space. Mm-hmm. No, there's yeah. no mystery there. Oh, at least the mystery, the mystery is not intriguing enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. I agree with that. Um, but still, you know, there's a hype to that. Um, I guess that's not prob- that's probably not the best contender. But Halo Infinite, you know, there's no reason why you couldn't win two. That makes the yeah. most sense. Like right? that makes I was expecting Halo sense in, in that. Otherwise, yeah, like I was expecting Halo or, or even Battlefield, man. Yeah, Battlefield. Battlefield or um... like Diablo two. Yeah, or Breath of the Wild too. Like I felt like those Breath games. Breath of the Wild were... too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Breath of the yeah. Wild has a huge community, bro. Like, like I'm surprised that they didn't get that. That's crazy. Forza, bro. <laughs> Forza. <laughs> Forza, man. Forza. 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 And yeah, like I said before, that basically sums up E3. the entirety of E3. It's just like, underwhelming. <laughs> Forza is the best. Forza is the best game that they showed, apparently. Apparently, yeah. So that it goes to show the, the level of quality of E3. If Forza is the best game they showed. Yep. Uh, I, I live streamed that and just my reaction was definitely the perfect reaction to all like if you put E3 in a picture and I look at it. That that's the reaction that you would get. I'm like, I'm like, what is this? What? Huh? This is E3. This is it. <laughs> I I don't know of any gamer that plays or even Gran Turismo. Oh, there there are there are some out there. There are some dedicated fans to those games, but most anticipated. Maybe, maybe uh, the racing game community is bigger than we think. <laughs> maybe. Lots, you know, of, lots, of, lots of lots of car, lots of car, lots of car enthusiasts. Like, I don't play racing games. Ricky don't play racing games. Timo don't play racing games. We don't know. We're not part of that community. Maybe it's a a big community. So maybe it is. You know what? It's racing game fans. Congratulations. You, know, you, <laughs> you got, got a great. <laughs> you got a great game from E3 that was announced. <laughs> but uh, to me personally, trash. <laughs> And, and, and I think that, I think that about sums up E3 and our that podcast. That is E3, eh? ladies and gentlemen. That is E3. Trash. 
if it sounded like we were, you know, relatively uninterested for the most part, it's because we were. It's because we were. Um, We just, you know, sitting through E3. For four days. For four, three, two and a half. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It made me realize, like, uh, man, content creation is hard. Because you got to sit through a bunch of trash. (laughs) <laughs> just so you can make content about it holy moly honestly what a waste of time it, <laughs> it was it was you well, stream your regular games. For, for me i didn't stream it so i, I had fun just you know hanging out in their chat room just talking yeah, shit about it was all the fun games. it was fun i'm glad i streamed it because mm. i was still interested in seeing what everything was in store so i was gonna watch it anyway mm. So I'm glad I streamed it so that at least I can hang out and have some fun with the chat and trash talk all the stuff that's going on. So we we had a good time. We 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 laughed, we cried <laughs> at sheer disappointment. <laughs> and overall we had fun. And that's what it's all about. So, yeah. That is E3. Any final thoughts about E3? Nope. Future of E3. Nope. Uh, <laughs> past E3. You know, what this means. E3, whatever. I don't <laughs> care about E3. It's dead to me. Dead on arrival. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Just, I legit have nothing else to say about E3. It's just, it's trash. It's trash. It was, it was pretty doo-doo. It was pretty doo-doo. Tell me, you got anything? No, I mean, like I said, um, you know, they have to figure out where the direction and vision they want to go with E three. Otherwise, it's not going to exist in a, if, a year or two. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, like they got to really, you know, whether you condense it into a one day experience, whether you 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 tighten it up or like put some relevancy <sighs> to it in some ways yeah. where you're engaging. Like, especially if they decide to just keep it online, like, you know, um, but even when I was there in person, like, I felt like the Los Angeles Convention Center was too big. Like, it, you could have seen, like, over the years, like, maybe it, they filled it up at some point, but, like, the facility was just way too big for, for what they needed. There were so many dead spots where, like, they just didn't have vendors or they didn't have anything. And th- that's the thing about it in, in person. They have no vendors. So you're there and it's just the gaming booths, right? So you can't even buy merch. There's no, like, nothing really. Like, mm. there's a few vendors or whatever, but there's nothing there to, like, like when I go to Fan Expo or DreamHack. Like, DreamHack is amazing. Um, like, amazing in-person experience. So, like, like if you're ever going to go to a video game event, I would recommend, like, DreamHack or something like that. Or, like, I would, I would assume PAX is kind of on that level as well. But E3 wasn't, like, a good experience where, like, oh, I want all my friends. To... And it's expensive. It was $220 US to go um, to, the, to the event. And it's just, you know, you have the vendor's booth and there's things like that. And then you play. It's like going to Disney World because even if you wanted to play test a game, you had to wait, like, almost two hours for lines for, to play the games. Like, Spider-Man, I didn't even get to play Spider-Man while I was there. So, and they, the line was so long or whatever, right? So it, the, the boots look good and whatever, but it's like, like, 
they need to figure out identity with it is whether you really want to go all in cater to gamers have some fun things have some cool panels some things that really could have been there but i think the event was just way too big or like way too bloated um for a type of facility Mm. like that they could have literally done it in a smaller facility and create more of a hype because you have more of a crowd experience and all that kind of stuff but other than that it wasn't it wasn't enough yeah so we're there that uh that i that stuck out was bloated this is this is what the c3 was is bloated a lot of filler things yeah. yeah a lot of fluff a lot of just uh uninteresting parts mm-hmm. dead space so to speak i guess but yeah i i agree i agree with you timo uh, my final thoughts on it uh it's just disorganized i feel like whoever was whatever team was running e3 they just you know sent out the invites and then got the names of whoever wanted to, to do whatever and then didn't even like curate the content it's like, oh, take two is coming. Okay, sure. We'll put them in at uh, 10, 15 Pacific. Uh, they, you know, take, we, we trust take two. They, they're probably going to show Grand Theft Auto. Nope. Um, what else? Bandai Namco. <laughs> One game. Like, who, this is definitely not a curated uh, event. And it was very disorganized in that, that aspect. Yeah. Basically, no big names other than Nintendo, Xbox, and Square Enix, Ubisoft. Usually, there's a lot more than that at E3. So, mm-hmm. uh, I agree with Ricky in that aspect. It's like, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. that E3 is dead to me. I don't even care anymore. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm not an Xbox fan. I'm not a Nintendo fan yet because I'm waiting for that Pro announcement. But yeah, just disorganized overall. And in the future of E3, yeah, they got to tighten it up. They got to tighten it up and curate it a lot better and find out what they want to do. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, what we just saw is a mess. Literally Mm -hmm. a mess. Everything was all over the place. We're going from, like, talking about social justice and representation to uh, indie games to AAA titles and... It's just all over the place. Yeah. And honestly, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what Sony has for us. I need, I need a, I need something that's the opposite of what I just experienced. <laughs> uh, but. No, no. And to put it in perspective, if you ever see an Apple showcase, you ever see an Apple showcase? Like it is mind blowing, bro. Uh, Just, I'm not even an Apple. Guy. I, I'm not even an Apple guy, but the way that they showcase like a keynote is crazy. Like they'll have this crazy intro, and they're showing the their their facility from a drone shot, and then the drone goes through a building, and it, and it goes straight into the keynote speech. Like it's it's and they didn't even have it live last year. Like they didn't have people there, and they were able to pull off this amazing event. So you're telling me you have all these AAA people, you have all this money that comes in, and obviously, and you can't pull off. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, you should have a whole story. He threw you all. broke like, Timmel's business brain. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Man. Doesn't make sense. He got mind crushed. He, he got mind crushed. 
Well, I agree. I agree. You got publishers that got millions and billions of dollars, and this is all they take can two, man. Take up. two. What were they doing? <laughs> this is all they can muster up. God damn. But anyway, that's it. We, yeah, we we we've beat E three like beyond death, so it, it's it's no longer we'll alive. Sentence you to die, E three. But all the indie games, good luck. Uh, good congratulations on being shown on uh, E3. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that is the end of episode six of the Ludens Query podcast. We've uh, uh, just one big long rant about how shitty E3 is. I honestly, we tried, we tried to talk about the games, and then I know it got more interesting when we started trash talking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Uh, let's go into our plugging section. Yeah, yeah so, before I get before I get too depressed thinking about E3. All right. <laughs> like and subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch the the latest uh, podcast that we record. We always record them uh, with video so that uh, you have access to it and you can see our facial reactions to, to what we're saying. And uh, sometimes we forget we're we're actually recording this for just audio too. So, um, yeah, like and subscribe. I am Mojo Critical on Twitch. I stream regularly. So follow me at twitch.tv slash Mojo Critical. Um, and, yeah, I also make some a bunch of videos for the Ludens Query channel, too. So check out all of that. Mm-hmm. I'll hand it over to Timo. Yeah, uh, you can catch me on, on Twitch at uh, The Hybrid Geek and on Instagram at The Hybrid Geek hybrid geek as well uh where i post daily video game content on there and uh i stream on twitch mondays wednesdays and fridays at 11 p.m eastern time and then i'll guess this my turn yeah so you can find me on twitch uh twitch.tv slash bacon beer can i stream pretty regularly um i have a schedule there you can check it out although i don't follow 100 percent you can also find me on Instagram. Uh, same thing under Bacon Beer Can. I post random pictures on there. And yeah, that's it, man. All right. Thank you, all you Ludens, for watching and listening to us rant about E3. We will see you in the next episode. Play us out, sound guy. Sound guy or production guy. <laughs> Keep production playing, manager. everybody. Production manager. Production, bye. See you at E3 next year.